Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, the internet's premier comic book movie and pop culture podcast. Uh, I'm Dave, episode 303. I'm here with Rich, the main man. Rich, how are you? Still the man and still the main. Yeah, still rolling, man. It's it's all rock and roll at this end, dude. I'll tell you that much right now. I've been lifting boxes all day, working for the man. Well, I was actually moving stuff for myself and Michelle. And uh, went to move before and crippling back pain, uh, also due to a tennis victory I I had on Thursday. So, yeah, Dave's a little bit of look Davros at the moment. If you know Davros from the Daleks, um, that's mm-hmm. the kind of uh, image I'm conjuring up. Uh, you've got to be doing better than that, Rich, surely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've recovered from my move, uh, so yeah. I'm in pretty good. But I do have to go. I've got to go pick up my all the gym equipment. Uh-huh. On Thursday, because um, now that I've got a garage again, I'm I'm sort of building a garage gym again. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and, and where have you stored that? Is that was that at your parents, or was that in the storage unit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my my parents have like a double garage. So the, nice. so I've got like the treadmill, the uh, the boxing bag. Are we going to get like a Rocky montage scene, like Rich just whipping himself into shape for a big fight or something? That's or? it, man. Yeah, got the weights, got the machines, got oh, the punching hey. bag. You know, a lot of, a lot of. Uh, you know where I am. You know where I am. You know where I am with exercise. I could almost fucking stop. Like I, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like every tennis match I play now, and I'm playing quite well, but my body is falling apart, and I'm just like, I'm once, I'm, I'm like seriously, I, I got, I'm gonna stop putting myself through this agony. You know. Um, well, the th- I mean, the thing, the problem for me is I, can't, I have to work out because the thing is, I, mean, I love to eat. Like, I mean, not, not like. You know, I'm the guzzling, but I mean, I like good food. You know, I like sure. to, to to have good food. And I like to drink, so mm. you know, um, I kind of have to work out. Otherwise, I'll just become a massive fatty. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of by necessity I have to. I'm at that point where I just don't even care. I'm like, I watched a movie on the weekend. Um, it was actually recommended by Chuck Dixon. Um, I think it's called North Dallas Forty. It's Nick Nolte. Um, back in like '79. It's it's a NFL, you know, team kind of thing. Um, really, well, I, think I, I think I've seen it. I think I have. It's a Social good movie. Media. Anyway, he's like an aging, um, I don't even know what the position would be, like a receiver or something. And um, anyway, he's um, he's at the end of his career and his body's in really bad shape. You know what I mean? Like, as, as you would expect from an NFL player who's played for like 15 years, like he's soaked up a lot of bad blows. Everything hurts. You know, he can't sleep at night due to the back issues. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I know. That, I mean, obviously, my injuries aren't as bad as that. But they're not sleeping at night with the bad back and, and all the osteo and massage I have to do to keep going. I was like, hell yeah, I'm feeling this guy. But mind you, he was like next level. He was guzzling down like massive amounts of pain medication. Um, you know, but yeah, it was pretty full on. But a good movie. Uh, and I thank Chuck for recommending it because... Um, I had heard of it, I, I, but it was better than I expected. Like, there was more depth than I expected. You know, I thought it was going to be more simple movie, kind of a simple sports movie, but it's it's actually more of a character thing um, mm. about, like, an ageing, um, uh, injured 
uh, player right at the end of his career kind of thing and all the shit going around him. Like, it's kind of like the, the underbelly. It's To be honest, it was it was more hard-hitting than I expected. Um, but I guess in the 70s, a lot of movies were like that. I, I just didn't expect mm. it on that topic. But, yeah, good one. Now, I picked up um, the Donny Cates Ven- Venom Omnibus. So I've now got four of them, Rich. Um, okay. Everyone's... I mean, what I've read of his Venom run, I've enjoyed. And I just took the plunge. I was like, fuck it. You know, like, fuck it. Why not? So now I've got the first three Venom Omnibuses, which cover... Um, all his solo stuff up until the end of Daniel Way's run, I think. And then I've got this one, which covers the whole Donny Cage run. So, made the purchase, man. Made the buy. Okay, well, a- you know. Any big buys from you recently, in recent times? Any purchases? Uh, I bought a few more Star Wars novels, so... Oh, um, yeah? I'm inching ever close to, to the entire collection. I'm now below 30. I think I need 29. Wow. Um, 29 more books and I have the entire collection. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And they're all physical, yeah. It's not yeah, e-books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, no, no, no. I've got a massive shelf and it's all getting a big Star Wars bookshelf. That's pretty cool. Which which one's your favourite, like, series? <sighs> if you had to pick one of those series, your life depends on it. Which one? Come on, man. It's all at the table. Which one? Attention, build. I probably go. I, it's more recent, but I'd probably go with Fate of the Jedi series, uh, mm-hmm. which is the last series that they did before it kind of all got canned, mm-hmm. um, and because it's just a big culmination of like everything. Like uh, it's it's the culmination of the New Jedi Order. It's culmination of Bloodlines, uh, where a lot of shit has happened to the galaxy, and and the Jedi have kind of almost become pariahs that you know they uh, really people are starting to turn against them well because every time there's a fucking problem in the world gen- or in the galaxy it's it's fucking generally force users you know what i mean it's yeah. fallen jedi or whatever whatever and so yeah there's this kind of thing not everyone but you know there just seems to be um and that the empire is kind of like merging back in with the republic and you know they started to uh run the show again it's it's very difficult to explain but i like fate of the jedi because it's um you get more of luke and his son kind of because luke is exiled basically mm-hmm. uh, and basically goes around almost you know mandalorian style just going from planet to planet he's retracing his nephew's steps of trying to figure out what turned him to the dark side and he's got his son with him and all that sort of stuff so probably fate of the jedi yeah i think fate so of the is jedi. this um like that's different from the Force Awakens stuff, isn't it? This is before that, yeah? Before Disney wiped it all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, God. Uh, Fate of the Jedi would be basically Luke, uh, the age, uh, a little bit younger than probably what he is in L- The Last Jedi. So, right. Last Jedi is probably, what, in his 60s? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mid to late 60s. In this book, he's probably between 50 and 60. Um, What's Han Solo doing? Anything? Um... Him and Leia are uh, trying to figure out. So, in this book, uh, the Je- the Jedi, the young Jedi, are starting to go mad. Right. Um, they are believing that uh, everyone they know has been replaced with doubles, with clones, with um, uh, fake versions. So they seem to be losing their minds. So the two of them are kind of trying to figure out that while right. Luke is kind of in exile, forced uh, 
uh, forced exile by the government while he's trying to figure out what sent Jason, his nephew, down, you know, to become a, a dark Sith, a, a dark force user. So it just sounds like so much better than um, oh, the sequels. Oh, man. I'm not even, it's not even a little bit better. Like, no. it's not even a lot better. It's like a thousand percent better. Well, it just sounds like it's got more depth as well, on top of everything else. Like, the like the sequel stuff was very thin in story. Mm. You know, very, very thin. Like, too th- far too thin, actually, when you think about, like, what a big property it is. Um, well, that's kind of what pisses me off about them. As I said, I, they didn't have to... They didn't have to necessarily use everything, right? Mm. But they also didn't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater because when the novels first started, they, mm. they were kind of like hit and miss kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you, you know, people were kind of still finding their footing. Mm. You know, uh, they would a different author would come in and write a book and blah blah blah. But once you got to like New Jedi Order and all that, mm. that's when they actually started mapping out, mm. like. Like, actually, like, again, sitting in a writer's room, kind of like what the Superman team would do or yeah. the Batman team would do, and they would sit and, and plan out and go, okay, what's Good. the storytelling? What is connected? Who's affected? Blah, 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 blah. And then when they get to the next one, you know, and, and in between these big series, they do have individual issues as well, like mm. little things and, and, and stuff like um, there's a book about the Millennium Falcon and all that sort of stuff. But they mapped out this, and then the next series would, would definitely – take into account it and they got to the point where they're taking into account everything that happened before mm. so they were making sure you know what i mean trying to use stuff from the past and our previous novels and try and tie them in which again they've done they did a fantastic job in fate of the jedi um they actually have something here that ties back to one of the very very early novels that was written i think it was called children of the jedi right which is one of the uh, earlier ones uh but they just got to a point where, yes, was it a rocky start? And people might argue, go, oh, well, it's a rocky start for Disney. Yeah, but yeah, but they didn't have to be. Yeah. Like, people broke the wall for them. People did the groundwork for them. They just had to literally say, this is what works. Yeah. Why don't we just follow that blueprint of what they've done? We can tweak a few things. We can change a few things. We can get rid of some characters, keep other characters, create new characters. But the, the fucking blue, the, the foundation was there. The hard work was done, but instead they scrapped it all and, and started from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. like when people say like, Oh, you know, Oh, this new streaming service come out and they, they, the user interface is pretty bad, but you know what? So was Netflix when it came out like 15 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, but, there's 15 years of, of seeing what Netflix yeah. has done to innovate and make the UI good. Why the fuck do you just start from mm, there? I would argue that like, Netflix was pretty user-friendly pretty early no, on. I'm, the post, I'm right? just using that as a, just yeah. an example. No, of, I know what you mean. You, know, yeah, you can't, you can't like, exa- look, dude, it, it's, it, yeah, so it's indefensible uh, how Disney bungled the storytelling of the sequels. I, I, I think that they've done something to, I think in years since, since uh, the disaster that was Rise of Skywalker, I, I do think that they've realigned and all this Mandalorian shit they're pumping out. I think they've they've gone closer to the source and yeah. yeah. But you know what? Uh, I put this in later. There mm. there seems to be a dip in even the Mandalorian viewership now. Well, I haven't watched uh, any of the third season yet. So if you've got any news, yeah, share it when we get. Yeah, for sure, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to. 
we can talk about it now if you want. We can we can punch it up. What's what's going on with with Mandalorian? Like... Oh, so just basically, obviously, the people don't uh, these companies don't give out the actual figures, but according mm. to third party tracking mm. uh, sites and all that, uh, Mandalorian season three is viewership is well below. That's um, interesting. The first, the, the first two seasons. That's interesting. You know what? Because um, he's in Last of Us, which, by the way, Michelle and I have started watching. We're really enjoying it. We're in the third episode now. Um, yeah. Wow. I would have thought that, if anything, Pedro Pascal would have, you know, bounced those numbers up even higher. Do you know anything about the storyline? I, I heard that there was some controversial uh, it's thing. It's got something to do with the Darksaber and the... It's a, it's about the Mandalorians and all that sort of shit and what the dark side is. I haven't... I, haven't I, I heard that there was some controversy, and maybe I can Google it while we're here, about some, some storyline with the Empire. The Empire... Uh, there's some... They, I don't know what it is, if they're making the Empire a bit more sympathetic than normal or something, but there was some controversy about the Empire subplot in the Mandalorian. I, I Not having watched it, I, I don't know. Have you heard anything about this? No. Again, I've... Um, this is the only news I've seen on it. Mm. Um, Do you watch it, like, at all? Um, yeah, I did watch the first two seasons, but um, honestly, I haven't felt any burning urge to. Well, I will. I I will watch it. I but by next episode, I will have a review. Um, yeah, it's this shit here. It's the dawn of a new age on Coruscant as the Mandalorian season three revisits the familiar locale, but in a different management. Um, as the centre of the Star Wars galaxy during the prequel era at the height of the Empire's rule and five years after the Jedi, the city has gone through seismic seismic ships, blah, blah, blah. Uh, while the darkness of the Empire has slunk back in the shadows, largely relegated to the Outer Rim planets, the New Republic reigns supreme on Coruscant. But in the Mandalorian Season 3 episode, The Convert, we learn from returning characters Dr. Penn Pershing, don't even remember who that is, and Elijah Kane that Coruscant and the surrounding galaxy may not be that much better off now that the Empire's been sent packing. So, whatever. Uh, who knows what that even means. But, um, obviously, it's just not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, it's a change in government. Like, you know, what do they expect after a massive war? Um, you know... I guess people are complaining because it's basically like saying, um, <laughs> maybe there were some things the Nazis did that were good. <laughs> Hitler made the trains run on time or something. Mussolini or whatever, like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah, I'm epic side for me. If that's that's the controversy, I'm just like, wow. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm disappointed in myself for clicking on that article. Honestly, people will complain about fucking anything. You know, it's a show. It's a fucking fictional fucking show, guys. You know, the actors are playing characters on sets, you know, f- fucking story loosely kind of put together at times, I feel. Some of the Mandalorian episodes, uh, there's a lot of padding, I've always found in two sets. Like, I've enjoyed Mandalorian, but it's not shy of padding. Well, you know? they did that in the, um, they did that in the Legends books where, um, you know, some people preferred the Empire. Um, sure. Just because it, br- it brought... Me. Me, order. Me, um, I'm one of those people. No, I'm, I'm talking about fictional characters. Okay. I'm talking about people in the actual world. I'm talking about readers. <laughs> I'm talking about like people in the world. There's some people that did actually like um, yeah, prefer Empire the Empire, Empire and that's why the Empire stuck around. Like the Empire was never ever um, wiped out. Like 
they just um, sort of became smaller yeah. and carved out a part of the, you know, the portion of the galaxy for themselves. Yeah. But they never they never got wiped out because there were some people that believed. Yeah, and there was still some of the fleet and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, but there was people that still believed in the Empire. They believed in yeah. how the Empire ran and, and yeah. governed and all that. And Because um, you got to remember, I mean, if you remember, even in the original Star Wars, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the Imperials, they don't necessarily um, uh, like Force users. Like, they might not necessarily have liked the Emperor or Darth Vader. They mm. just saw them as a means, you know, of... of Did they even know the Emperor was a Force user, though? Um, like, the general public? Uh, they might not have, no. Um, yeah, I'm just I mean, saying. Never, yeah. But, I mean, you know, like, even in the first movie where the guy goes, you know, when they're, they're literally that Imperial guy is, like, to Vader, he's like, yeah. you know... Your fucking ways are done. Your old religion, your dying religion, or something. So they didn't, you know. Again, the empire wasn't about uh, necessarily evilness, as as a lot of imperials. So they just saw it as order. They just saw it as hell yeah. um, But they were that were shitty, obviously people. But I'm just saying, like, um, dude, if I was a Tie Fighter pilot, I would have been having the time of my life on the Empire's dime. You know what I mean? Bombing (laughs) rebel cities. I've said it before on the show, bombing these rebels out of existence, you know? Um, I'm still, like, I still sometimes am driving, and I th- I'm like, I can't believe this crappy rebellion managed to overthrow the Empire. Like, well, look, you know, to be fair, the, the Empire's biggest problem, which obviously is always going to be a problem, is that they were, um, they were xenophobes, they were specious, like, it was, it was... Human yeah, I was going to ask you about this. So they didn't like aliens, right? Yeah. Um, mm. I, I I don't think all of them did. That was just I think the emperor just didn't you know um, he didn't necessarily. But but like they they didn't shoot them on sight. Like there were tons of of aliens in all the ports. No, they and just stuff. ruled over them. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it's not a look. It's not a Nazi Jewish thing of wipe out the Jews. It's uh, or wipe out the aliens. It was just of like humans first. Yeah, okay. like uh, it's you know humans are the 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 top of the the, the pyramid, the food chain. The others can live, but they live subjective to the sure. um, to the humans and all that sort of stuff. So, well, look, what do you want to say? Like at the end of the day, it was an empire, man, built to last. Well, um, you know. well, it did last, just not at the size. It, it def- definitely sad. did fall. Very sad day when we led the rebellion, blow up that Death Star, that first Death Star. That's where it all started. I would have thought they would have taught a lesson with Alderaan, you know, but no. Ah, but that's the problem with the Sith, is that they are very vain and arrogant. Reminds me of me. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, just a disappointing, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I, one of those guys, I never get the Star Wars I want, because it always has to be good guys win, and, and you know, Empire's bad, and, and, and like, I'm one of these guys out there going, well, the Empire did do some good things. You know, they managed to withstand order. How he came to power was the biggest uh, treachery of all. Like, the killing of the Jedi, the mass killing of the Jedi, which I always still think is... When people are like, oh, they always do stories about the Jedi escaping, I'm like, there is no way, if that was real, with the skills of the Jedi, that quite a number wouldn't have escaped. You know? Because, like, it was just the fucking stormtroopers that flipped... The, 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 the Jedi, a Jedi master is way more skilled, and there were tons of Jedi. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, realistically, more would have survived than 
than just one or two. And I know... Yeah, well, I mean, you know. okay, so... Basically, I mean, whether he meant it or not, the, the, the Jedi are basically Jews, right? They are the persecuted. Really? Um, well, if, if you think about that. it, look, if you, if you think about it in terms of the empire being yeah. Nazis, right. the only thing that he wants to eradicate is the Jedi. Like, yeah. and the more luck to kill them. So in, the, in a way... But that's more to do with his own power grab and no, no, his, no, no, no. you know... No, what I'm saying is that I'm not saying it's meant to be like that. I'm just mm. saying you can look at it that way. Right. But if you look at it, yes, not every Jew died. There were some Jews that escaped. Sure. And 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 managed to get out. So yes, there would be some Jedi. The only issue I have is that they just use it too often. Yeah, that's true. But the reason they use it so often is it's so easy because really it's just like the Jedi, the Jedi going along. They've got the um, clone troopers with them. And then the order flips, and all the clone troopers, you know, barring one or two, go evil. I'm sorry, that you know, that doesn't mean that they're gonna. Every clone trooper is gonna kill every. The Jedi was. It's it, the Jedi is so skilled. Uh, yes, but here's the thing, and this is why Palpatine was so smart, and why he wanted to start a war because mm. he needed to thin the Jedi ranks. So right. again. People need to. Uh, uh, people assume that there were like millions of Jedi around the. Well, galaxy. there was thousands, wasn't there? You know, but yeah, but there wasn't hundreds of thousands. You know what I mean? No, like, there, there was thousands. Be, yeah. Like in the entire galaxy, the Jedi Order could be made up of like two, three thousand Jedi, right? I agree with that. Yeah, it's not a massive amount, and, and again, a lot, a lot of those are also younglings, as people they're training. Jedi have died on doing missions or protecting mm. people, so it's it's not a, like oh, we're just sitting here meditating. So he started a war specifically. To get the Jedi in the war and wipe out a lot of the Jedi, because every every uh, experienced Jedi he killed, mm. there's not really any Jedi to replace them because it's all younglings. Like you know what I mean? You can't just rush them to yeah, the, but, but, the front. They haven't had their training. Like, like really, people. frankly, like I, I understand in the story that's what happened, but like frankly, a Jedi Master would be able. Many a Jedi Master would be able to do what Yoda did, blocking the blocking the blast and basically escaping i'm not saying beat them i'm saying escape if you realize if you're a jedi master who's like you know very powerful has a lot of skill has intuition has those reflexes has a lot of you would realize the second they turned and i think be able a lot of them would have been able to get away yeah that was the same with legends man like seriously like um one of my favorite characters carl katon mm. his father um was a um a jedi who survived okay um well good now to be fair when they created the character mm. they hadn't fully fleshed out what had happened to the jedi because he was created before the prequels but obviously mm. we just knew that the jedi had been wiped out but his father basically just lived the, the rest of his life as a farmer yeah um, undercover he was a surviving jedi so look the legends have always been full of of jedi who survived i mean that's how you okay. kind of get other but what i'm saying is that i feel like um disney's going too much to the well with um the past because yeah um those jedi were the, the jedi survived were just there to help us create new characters that continued the story yeah so karkatan's story is one of continuation do you know what i mean like he's a character that's he's involved and he's taking place in the current time like the timeline of um um uh, new hope to beyond yeah right 
and that's what that's where I feel like um like that's why I find like like the Mandalorian is a good step. Uh-huh. Is it's continuing the story after uh Return of the Jedi. Because yeah, I think it's good. Was, you know, and this is why I have issues with the 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 sequels is cuz uh-huh. they've it's almost pointless doing this now like you Yeah, no, I know what you mean. They've kind of ruined it. Yeah, you know where it all leads, and you know it, it's all shit. Like, yeah. you know, you know how much fun it was reading like Luke. Like, I don't think people realize how great it was to read the books about uh, Luke Han and Leia after Return of the Jedi. Again, not all of them are good, but just to see them continue to grow. Yeah, see Leia go from uh, 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 princess to rebel fighter to senate, you know, to mm. politician to even becoming chancellor, mm. and then later in life actually becoming a Jedi. Uh, and by the way, Leia never ever attained Jedi Master. Mm. Uh, her highest was Jedi Knight. Again, she did come much later. What's a Jedi Knight? Is that like Luke? Um, well, is he a, he's a Jedi Master, I guess. So Jedi Knight technically is what um, Qui Gon was. Qui Gon never got onto the. Was never a master. He never. Look, got that was Liam Neeson's character, yeah. Correct. Okay. So a knight is just someone who goes about. Um, yeah, like ro- roving around. Like, but yeah, yeah the, like I remember in the prequels, um, Anakin was crying because they wouldn't call him a Jedi Master. Yeah, but so Leia was never ever a Jedi uh, a Master. She was never on the Council, but she mm. was like obviously a distinguished knight. But it was right. because, again, it's because she came much later into, you know, yeah, into the Jedi Order. She would would have been like almost thirty, I think, uh, like between thirty and forty when she decided to take Luke up on the on the offer of of being. A Jedi so in the legend, she had Jedi powers, did she? I didn't remember that. Only when she started doing her training, like oh. when she was a senate and all that. I mean, she had. Kind oh, of that, so like... but well, okay. I didn't realize that. So I, I always thought she was kind of like one of those people who just never, so never developed them. Although it doesn't surprise me that in all the years they sort of, you know, part of. But Rich, you got to be cynical. Part of that is because they've got so much time. And they've got to squeeze every fucking drop of story out of it. You know what I mean? Like out of the out of the fucking. Well, no, it was it was really cool because what it did was obviously there's not much you can do with Leia as just a chancellor. You actually take her out of a lot of the yeah. stories, a lot of the adventure, because a chancellor can't go running around. Yeah. And yeah. so it was really cool because her and Han would go and have fucking adventures. Yeah. The team would actually be like a team. He would yeah. he would That's go cool. with her. When she, you know, went on her missions or, you know, and they'd get into, like, trouble and, you know, and, and stuff and all that. So it was really good. It was a good way of okay. having them go and do adventures without her just being like, well, I'm just the chancellor now and I just sit it's behind It's all politics. Thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, she's the, no, she's, just... she's, She gives you the mission, you know. Yeah, and again, and by not making her a master, it means, again, she's out and about. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. It's actually poor Luke who's actually kind of almost sidelined by being a master because he's in charge of everyone and so it's almost everyone else is going out and doing well that's cool a mistake that's a storytelling mistake well that's what oh again that was only much much later right um, okay yeah. that was only really in bloodlines but the new jedi order he was out about because it was a massive war uh, i read uh, i we'll get off this topic because <laughs> because it's so, oh, look, I, we could talk about it's so interesting it's yeah. so interesting what i uh, we're going back to the late 80s okay i went around to a it was more of an acquaintance than a friend i think i've said this before on the show i went around to his house and I saw a comic that was like lying there, and I'm like Star Wars, and I'm like, wow, Star Wars has comics, 
And, you know, this is probably about 86. You know, not that long after Turn the Jedi, but long enough that you're starved, you know, for content. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, Star Wars has comics? And he kind of outgrown them, but he had tons of them. And he wasn't that close a friend. But I managed to kind of get that afternoon. I was just devouring the comics. And a lot of them, from memory, were set... A lot of the stuff was set between uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi. But then it was after that as well. And I, and I read, like... So I probably had one afternoon at his house, like, you know, and I was, and I read like probably 50 of these comics and I mean, speed read. And, um, I remember it was after Return of the Jedi and then there'd been another invading force and then another one and that was really evil. And I remember this scene where Luke was kind of like, off the reservation, like, he had, like, ripped sleeves, he was, like, muscled up, it was, like, a different Luke than I remember, um, and they were fighting this, um, this force, and the, the, he was fighting with Imperials alongside, like, former Imperials alongside him against another invading force, do you remember this, like, another alien species had come in, like, barbarians kind of sweeping across the galaxy? Yes, it was. Yes, that's what it was, Richard. What was that? Tell me what that was, because that always fascinated me, and I really only had that one well, afternoon. That, that's the that's the biggest um, uh, event uh, that they had, which that was part of the New Jedi Order uh-huh. storyline, which went over. I want to say fifteen, maybe a bit more books. Right. So this was in the comics in the eighties, but I imagine they did a lot more in novels and stuff, did they? Um. Oh, yeah, the novels were all of it. They had a couple of little comic tie-ins, but n- not much of it was done in the comics. Right. Yeah, it was was pretty much all novels. Because this was, um, you know how um, Marvel had the license for Star Wars, and mm. after Return of the Jedi, they kept it for all. That, that's what these, the, these comics were, his Marvel comics. And it probably conked out because I think he. Rem- I think I remember him saying, "Yeah, they got really shit or something." And I was just like, "They don't look shit. They look awesome." <laughs> but I was yeah, only but a I kid. Think, I don't know if that's the right one though because the okay. the, the Jedi stuff is is late nineties. Yeah, well, it was. Look, dude, it, whatever it was, I, I just remember that basically. I, I was like, "Well, what happened after Return of the Jedi?" You know, like, because I didn't have any other information, man. I'm just a kid. There was no... I don't even think the novels were out yet. And I think they kind of, at Marvel, were kind of milking it, kind of throwing in extra storylines until the audience base fell away, you know, because they were a bit... Sort of, they couldn't retain the audience kind of thing. Because after Return of the Jedi, if you remember, there was quite a period of time where there was no more sort of product for a little while. Like, really, George kind of, George kind of didn't exploit it. I mean, he put out figures and stuff, but it was all figures from the movies. He sort of didn't. It was, it was. Oh no, George yeah. was way more interested in in just the toys. Um, yeah, George wasn't really interested in um, the the comics and the novels. He would, he would, he would kind of approve things, but mm. it was more like just give him the pitch, mm. and he'd say yes or no. And as I said, I always remember that George said he just had there was only there was only like two things that were off limits mm. and that was Yoda and Dagobah. Dagobah. Which is wow. why you'll, you won't see any comics in, right. in the legendary. You won't see any comics or novels or anything 
that is about Yoda or Dagobah. He was basically said those two things, Dagobah and Yoda, are completely off limits. That's interesting. No one can do anything about it. I guess because, you know, I guess it's such a primal place, perhaps he just felt he had stories, he, he could use it for stories if he wanted to at some point. No. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I, I don't think he, 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 I don't think he had plans to, but he didn't want anyone to do anything he wanted. Like, if yeah. something was going to be done, it was him that was going to do it. Not fair him. enough, man. I mean, at the end of the day, he created this fucking universe. So if he wants to call dibs on some of it, good for him. Mm. Interesting stuff, man. Yeah, no, it's a real rabbit hole we could go down, and um, we should do definitely do more Star Wars. Um, oh, by the way, my slog continues through Wheel of Time, Great Hunt. I've now halfway through this book. This is a book I started reading early 90s. Um, took a break until last year, and then I've slogged through. And I'm like, it's good. It, it just needs editing. It's just like these books have really cool story ideas and cool world building, but I just don't need every fucking room they enter described in such minute detail. You know, and like what everyone's well, that's wearing. Why, that's why I'm not a big fan of uh, Stephen King. Oh, and what everyone's wearing, Richard, to the nth degree. Like it's like, and what uh, it got to. He's describing a banner uh, that some soldier had, and I'm like, uh, we get it, okay? Like we we understand it's a banner with a, with like the little insignia. Like I just I I think I'm a bit spoiled sometimes because like I I go and read this stuff and I'm like, oh my god, just get to the chase already, like. You know, um, you know, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers just say, "Don't bore us, get to the chorus," and that's kind of how I feel with this guy. I'm like, it's got some really cool ideas in it, quite often, but there's just a lot of fluff, and you know, so I, I'm reading it slowly. Um, yeah, I'm, look, I, I'm the same, honestly. Um, it's very, it's why I, I, I don't have like a massive amount of books. Like, mm. I mean, I've got a, I've got like three. I've got three bookshelves, not not including the Star Wars stuff. I've got like mm. three bookshelves full of novels and stuff. But I'm very picky and choosy because um, it's a very specific um, writing style that I like. It's mm. a style that flows more. I really, I really don't need, um, I don't need overly descriptive stuff. Mm. Um, just give me a general layout. My brain will just imagine something. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Because I don't yeah, actually yeah. need it to be. I don't need it to be that disruptive. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, mm. I'm like, I got a good imagination, man. Just like get on with the story. Yeah. Give me the important stuff. Let's let's keep a nice flow going. You know. Yeah. Get me enthralled. Don't I, I? I don't need like an entire fucking page of you describing, you know, the telephone or something like. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Like. Um, well, I think I, it, I can't do that. I, I, you know, in all honesty. I think that it, um, it how can I say, dilutes the message sometimes. Because believe you me, this book, you're reading it, and you're like, wow, that's really cool. This is really interesting. Like, he has a lot of really – he's telling a good story. Like, it's a good story in a very cool world. It, it's just – if I had one piece of advice, it would be your editor needs to trim probably 20%, and I'm being conservative when I say that as well. And you would probably in a lot better shape, like. But he is who he is, and I guess, and and I don't know if you listened to the Ed Greenwood interview. Apparently, what he would do is he married his editor, by the way, Robert Jordan. Uh, and apparently, uh, Ed tells the story they they would submit the book to the copy editor, like on the Friday, and it had to be be printed by the Monday, just so basically, like there was no edits, you know, like it was just. And he was flying off the shelves. Like, these books have sold, you know, 
tens if not hundreds of millions and it was kind of like yeah there wasn't much editorial on them at all and to me it shows i'm like it's well written but it's it's mm. it's too descriptive and I would almost it's redundant is how I would describe it. Like it's like you don't oh, need yeah. you don't need this level of description kind of thing because you've got such a good story already, you know? Yeah. Um Well, yeah, yeah. I, as I said, I don't need like for me I'm happy with as the storm howled, you know, the phone on the desk rang. Like mm. that's it. Yeah. I only need that. I will imagine what the office looks like. I'll imagine yeah. how stormy it is outside. Yeah, but he'll, he'll tell you in depth how the office looks like, the cherry sitting in, what the person's wearing sitting across. Like It's like, oh, my God. Like, you're really painting a scene, <laughs> but in way too much detail, dude. Yeah. Like, But anyway, but this is why I'm reading it slowly. And, and to be fair, I am enjoying it. Like, because when I started it, there was that thrill where you, you go part – like, I started it from the beginning – and I'd read not that much back in the day. I, I probably read three or four chapters and quit because I'd almost quit fantasy, as I've said before. It was, so it was right as I quit. So I quit it and I bought the next book and always meant to read them and just never did. And anyway, so then I, I got past that part and then I was like, oh, this is actually quite interesting. I reckon if I'd kept reading in the day, I would have stayed with it. You know what I mean? Um, because it actually is a lot more interesting than the first book. The first book is very much like a... It's almost like a rewrite of Fellowship of the Ring. It's so similar. You know how Force Awakens is very similar in tone and pacing to New Hope? Um, quite yeah. quite deliberately, you know. That's how his first Eye of the World book is. Um, it's very similar in, and not as good as well, <laughs> but similar, <laughs> similar in pacing, similar in tone, similar in payoff to Fellowship of the Ring. And... You know, and it's done well enough, but it's like it's like a homage. You know, it's it really is. And whereas the second book, it starts going in its own direction and stuff, and you're like, oh, this is actually quite interesting what he's got going on here. Mm. So interesting. So the journey, the journey continues, man. Like it's just rock and roll. Now, last week, you you shared that very humorous. Native American Captain America, remember that? And um, mm -hmm. I put that up on the on the web on the on the Facebook page. I was going to say on the web page. I guess I put it on the web page, and on Twitter and everything. I was really hoping someone would, you know, become controversial. I was kind of hoping I'd go viral. Then I'd be like, "Well, this is what Marvel approved. Like, take it up with the fucking Marvel officers. Like, they're the ones who did it. I'm just sharing the fucking image. I know I want you to forget about it because it wasn't a hit, you know. But anyway, so there was that, but. The reason we were talking about the Native American Captain America um, was because they had the what-if Native American character in the sort of like... And I said it was kind of quaint and old-fashioned. Remember I said that to you? Mm -hmm. And anyway, Rich, it's a what-if set back in the day of like the 16th century or 17th century or something. Well, that's that's fine then. Yeah, there you go. So I, I thought I'd, I'd bring that piece of news in because I did a bit of research on the old internet and hit a few fucking keys and bang. You know what the storyline is? I just remembered. It's if the Tesseract landed in like 16th century, I don't know, whatever you call it, America, when it was still, I don't know what, what they called it. Like America, but before it was colonized basically. So that's that. So are you looking forward to it now, man? You can be pumped up? Uh, no, still... <laughs> Still same level of apathy. Still lukewarm on the concept. 
It doesn't sound that great, does it? It's like I don't even think I'm lukewarm, bro. I'm like ice cold. It's like what it's Tesseract. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's it's if you think about it, it's still pretty shit. It's like what if the Tesseract land in the middle of Native American? So it's just a chance for them to like get the tomahawks out, dance around the trouble. The, the you know they're gonna play the cliches like you wouldn't believe. I bet you know, and they're gonna. They're going to have the sensitivity readers in, man, to make sure they don't get it right, and I'm sure someone is going to get very offended by something. You know, I can almost see it now. I, I almost, I, I dare say Twitter will be watching that episode very keenly looking for anything that they can have a little cry about, you know? Mm. You know, there's five people on Twitter who get very offended by the passage of air, you know? Um, off. Yeah, two and a half. Now, as I said, the interviews, um, I haven't put the Zeb Cook interview up. Uh, primarily, it's because I've been crazy busy, but I wanted to give some breathing space from Ed's interview, um, which is up three uh, three hours, 20 minutes with Ed. Very generous with his time. Check that out, guys. I will put the Zeb Cook interview up this weekend. Um, it's just been a crazy uh, few days for me. Just a lot of rock and roll and a lot of death. Um, as always, Rich, you know? Just, just no, at least, you, at least you're consistent. Just keep it. Now, what have you got here? Someone's died. There's the guy from the Wire, yeah, the black guy from the Wire. Uh, well, he's from a lot of things. Um, oh. he's he's also the concierge guy on the in the John Wick movies, and he's obviously he's also one of the three um, characters from Destiny. Um, right. Uh, What's Destiny? Yeah. The game. Yeah, yeah, the game. Um, because you know Nathan Fillion plays one of the characters, and oh, Jesus Christ, does he really? Yeah. My God, I'm sick of that guy. Yeah, I know he's your, well. You fucking I was love gonna him. Say, you don't you don't have to worry about him anymore because. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like the black guy. I like. The, I'm saying Nathan Fillion. The, oh, okay. The way he gets his paws and mitts and everything. I mean, honestly, I've had enough. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Lance, uh, Lance Reddick has been in way more shit than Nathan Fillion, bro. Come on. Yeah, but lower, lower level of um, no, visibility. No, I fucking played Wesker in the terrible Netflix. What was um, he in? Uh, the, the terrible ne- uh, Netflix uh, Resident Evil fucking TV show that did oh. got cancelled after one season. He played. Well, he's taking he jobs for the cash. Wesker, man. He's, played, he's taking jobs for the cash, and he was great in The Wire. I love him from The Wire. It was great. Anyway, uh, he uh, he uh, perfectly was found dead uh, Friday morning. Sixty, uh, sixty years old. Uh, wow. They haven't released any cause of death, but apparently they've said it, it appears to be natural causes. He just had a heart attack, man. You know? Yeah, it could happen, dude. It could happen to me. I swear to God, lifting all these boxes. Fucking <laughs> if I, but if I punch out, I punch out. Like fuck, what can you do? You know. Like, you take your blood pressure medication, you do this, you do that. But, like, at the end of the day, you lift a couple of boxes and you kill over with a massive heart attack and die. Well, you know what? Fuck it. You know? Like, that would be my response if I was at the gates. I'd be like, screw this. Like, it's bullshit. Like, you just you just rats on a fucking wheel. You know? And this guy's cashed out at 60. People have all sorts of... People want to hear, oh, he was shooting up. No. It sounds like it was natural causes. People can just die. They can drop dead. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, that happened to my uncle when he was, like... 50. Yeah, it can happen, man. Just had, a, just had an embolism, just out of nowhere. <sighs> it's hardcore, but, you know, what's the point, almost? You, you, then you think of these guys who are at home all day getting stoned off their face, playing fucking games. Maybe they're the ones with the fucking secret, you know? They're like, fuck it. We're just going to live, just blaze. You know what I mean? Oh, work, fuck it. No, not interested. You know, the only question I'd have is where's the cash coming from? But some it's coming from somewhere. I assume welfare. But 
how do they live on it? I don't know. But, you, you know, we're working away, Rich. You know what I mean? This guy's grinding away on all these shows. You're talking about he's doing a million shows, and he just kills over and dies. Yep. You know, I guess he leaves behind something for the family. He was in, yeah, John Wick. He was promoting John Wick. Um, he was oh, good at the while. he was just cast as, uh, I think he, I'm not sure if he finished filming season one. He may have, but he apparently he was playing Zeus mm. in the new Percy Jackson TV show. Zeus is black now. Right. Listen, every Greek god is probably black now. I mean, uh, look, in all fairness, no offense to this guy, great actor. Uh, last time I checked, Zeus wasn't black. You know? Like. I know, it's so weird to me that. No, but he's I, not. He's never been black, ever. No, but my point is, he's Greek. So, whatever he's supposed to be, he's Greek. Like, he's not even, like, white, white. He's not even Western white, whatever you want to think about it. He's Greek. He's literally fucking Greek. He's Mediterranean. Yeah. Yeah, so, but um, yeah, dude, that's bullshit as well. Like, like I, I'm sorry, internet. I, and I like this actor, by the way. I and I am sad that he's died. So he was a very good actor. He's great in the oh, Wire. Yeah. That's where I know him from primarily. And he was great. Oh in no, that. yeah, and, and also he's very he's well known for his voice. Like he's got great a very voice. Oh yeah, yeah. Very now voice. I'm not look. I you know I just find that lazy when they're like, well, let's make um, let's make Zeus black. I'm just like that's just lazy to me. That's just oh, uh, it's, it's just stunt costing. It is really, and and now the guys died. I mean, let's face it. Uh, uh, Russell Crowe played Zeus in um, whatever the hell that was. Thor: Love and Thunder it was fucking appalling. Actually, that is true. He was fucking terrible, uh, and I'm sure that this guy played a much better Zeus than Russell Crowe, who I felt put almost no effort in at all. I felt, I actually felt his Zeus was some of the worst acting I have seen in a mainstream movie in, like, well, 20, fair, years. And this is not me justifying it, but I'm just saying, to be fair, he was played as a fucking joke. Everyone in that movie was played as he a joke. He was, Rich, he was, but but Russell's com- comedic timing was not exactly fantastic either. You know, like, he was hey, doing... Bl- uh, uh, you blame the director for that. Yeah, director, well, yeah, I, I certainly do, but the, the actor gave a bad performance and the director did not correct him or guide him or do anything like Russell Crowe oh the director's yeah super complicit Russell Crowe literally was doing almost like a wog boy humor you know which was uh, I don't know if you're aware of this but it was a uh, 80s 90s you know the uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he, I, I, I know, I know wog boy yeah. yeah Nick Giannopoulos or whatever his name is to that fucking recently also trying to do the whole 20 year later fucking thing. yeah he Nick Giannopoulos I think but before well before the movie they did that and looked fairly, to be fair, in its day it was funny. Um, in the late 80s, 90s, um, they did that as a TV show. Um, and it was funny, like, in all honesty. But Russell Crowe tried to do that humour, sort of now, and I just felt, I mean, he was doing a poor imitation of that humour, and I just felt like, to me, Nick Giannopoulos uh, is tired, let alone Russell Crowe doing his kind of fucking white boy imitation, you know? Um, it was... I uh, Look, I, I get it. Someone said to Russell, play funny, and he played funny, and the director's like, yeah, that's fine, keep it. But I was like, man, I thought it was just... I, I actually thought it was cringeworthy to watch, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, like... And I, and, I, and I like quite a lot of Russell Crowe's movies, too. I mean, I think many, many, many times he's a good actor, but um, I think he's almost retired from acting. You know, I don't think he's seriously trying that hard, you know? 
and he's just taking her off for the cash, and it showed in those scenes. But anyway, so that guy's... Now, did you hear this? This was funny. Um, you know, we like to get a bit of um, cricket news on the signal. They did the net worth of cricketers, like the top net worth of the top cricketers, and I'll actually bring it up, Rich, because it was a South African. Um, so without Googling, tell me who you think the... So uh, I will tell you this. So they did the net worth of cricketers, and they said the highest uh, cricketer with the highest net worth was Adam Gilchrist with $460 million. <laughs> wow. Adam Gilchrist actually corrected him and said, "Sorry, not me. You, he, they were confusing him with like some massive um, gym entrepreneur, I believe, in the states called Adam Gilchrist, and um, you know, like he, the guy's like a fucking you know massive like um, you know uh, what do you call it mogul." And Adam, Adam Gilchrist is not doing badly, but but he's not worth four hundred and sixty million. So have a guess, Rich, um, who you think the cricketer with the highest net worth reported is. And then there's a second question: um, have a guess who you think the highest South African cricketer is with a net worth. What current or just so now today? So oh, fuck, like I don't know. To, well, no, 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 no. But any, I will tell you this: the, the South African cricketer is retired. So he's like all these people are retired, and they're all big names. Oh, well, look, one of them hasn't retired. Just Steve Smith still playing. But so they've got the top ten richest cricketers of the world, and they had Adam Gilchrist at three hundred eighty million, which was wrong. And then the next one, which is right, has one hundred and seventy million. Have a guess what cricketer that is. Try to think of like a real icon. He's still alive, but he's been retired for at least 10 years, um, if not more. Maybe more like 15 years. Um, he's not South African, and he's not Australian. Have a guess. But he was a superstar. You got any guesses? Uh, Do you want a nationality? I'm leaning towards Brian Laurel or Sachin Tendulkar. You are correct, it's Sachin Tendulkar. Brian La- Sachin Tendulkar's reported net worth is $170 million. Brian Lara's is sixty million, and he's on the list. Um, now there's one, I think it's just one South African. Yeah, there's one South African. Now I was surprised, but then I was like, well, I assume he's just done well with his money. He was a he's South African. Would it be one of your favourites? And he was extremely good. I actually think he's underrated. Actually, I I, I think people don't talk enough about. How, I've said this to you before. I don't think people talk enough about how good this guy was. Um, do you want a clue? He was a big name. He's he's probably close to one of your highest run scorers. He was around for close to 20 years before he retired. Always good. Averaged above 50. I think his average was 58. Ah, oh, man. There's so many. All right. <laughs> Have a guess. Uh, Take a guess. He He's not one of the old, old guys from pre-apartheid. This is He's one of the 90s, 2000s guys. And he's not Hensi Cron. <laughs> I don't think it's... Is, I don't is think it, it's Johnny Rhodes. It's not Johnny Rhodes, no. Um, he's bigger than Johnny Rhodes. Do you want a clue? Is it one of the Kirstens? No, it's not. I'll give you a clue. He was an all-rounder. A batting all-rounder. It's not Callas. It is. Jacques Callas. No, but he's, not, but he's not underrated, though. That's well, what you said I, no, I mean like, by um, I I think in modern cricket circles, people don't talk enough about Jack Cullis because he, oh, he averaged okay. fifty eight with the bat, and he was a decent bowler. He took, I think, he took over two hundred Test wickets. I, I yeah, think I, I think Jack Cullis is like one of the 
you know, kind of maybe because he wasn't super glamorous. He was kind of a get the yeah. job done kind of guy. Um, but I always thought he was one of the best players you ever had. And yeah, he's worth seventy million, so he's not doing badly for himself. So he's obviously been good with his money. You know. Yeah, well, when you'd have to be. <laughs> Let's have a look here. Average fifty-five with the bat in Test, forty-four in one dayers, and he took two hundred ninety-two te- wickets. I mean, that's up there with the greatest all-rounders of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Anyway, so he's he's worth a fortune. But yeah, it was funny that they reported Adam Gilchrist was three hundred eighty billion, and Adam Chris, Gilchrist was like, that, hey. "That is a lot." Yeah, Adam Gilchrist is like a case of mistaken identity, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. I'll happily take the title if you can provide me the money. Yes, well, I mean the cash. Now, we have some news. Um, there's a Silver Surfer TV show. Was it announced or rumoured? I don't know if it was announced or rumoured, but you're saying it's been delayed, Rich. What's going oh, on? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, speaking of mm. um, Marvel sort of TV shows, mm. it looks like most of the Marvel shows and movies have been delayed now. Really? Mm. What, uh, like, probably, new ones? Well, I mean, don't forget, Marvels have been delayed. They oh, God. Been, the thing with Captain Loki, Marvel and fucking whoever. Loki's been delayed, apparently. Mm. Um, it went from having a date to now saying coming soon. Loki season two, yeah? Mm. And um, there was another one that was... I, I'm going to say this. Do we really need a Loki season two? Like... Mm. Did we need a Loki season two? I, I, I didn't mind it, actually. But, I, but, but did we need it? No, it was a cash grab, but I didn't mind it. But I, but I wasn't when I finished it. I wasn't like, man, I need more. You know, like sometimes I feel like they've told their story, get out of the building, and maybe bring Loki back to the movies, kind of thing. Like, don't give me these kind of like, like Loki can play a role, but I, I'm, I'm not sure we need another time variance authority kind of thing. You know, I don't know. My problem with that show is I just felt like Loki. Was was just there to be the butt of the jokes. I mean, I enjoyed the show. I I, I didn't mind. It. I thought it was pretty good. But um, it's see, it's one of my favorite of the TV. Now that's not saying much because I think a lot of the Marvel TV shows have been pretty mediocre or just sort of very average. I felt it was, if I had to describe it, I'd put it slightly above average. <laughs> like literally, that's how I feel about it. Like I I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. Um. You know, but yeah, I go, go below average. Yeah, see, I, I didn't mind it. Like, but I quite like Loki. I like the female Loki. I like Owen Wilson. You know, I I felt it was decent, but you know, it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Like, actually, what? my my favorite part of the the thing was seeing um um oh uh, shit, what's that guy's name? Uh, I think it's Hughes uh, when he played his version of Loki. Uh, was it Grant Hughes? I think his name is Hugh Grant. No. Um, oh, I know the guy you mean. Um, yeah, I don't know what his name is. The British actor. Yeah. Yeah, I know the guy. He's always, like, snobby and stuff, yeah? That guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know the guy. I forget his name now, too, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right, right at the end where there was, like... Um, oh, Richard E. Grant. Sorry, that was his name. Richard E. Grant. Well done. And it was Grant something. Yeah, yeah. No. Richard E. Grant. He played classic Loki, and I thought... That was the only part of the show I actually really enjoyed. Well, that was cool. Like... It, to be fair, I would have liked more of that stuff. But as always with Marvel TV shows, it's a lot of sizzle and not much steak. Well, that's my you know? point. Like, I kind of, I would have enjoyed it more if it, if you were if it was a show about him meeting more versions of himself. Like, yeah, you know, um, 
from from the comics but as i said it just became a vehicle for um the female loki to sort of become almost center like almost be the main she character. was all right though i thought you know? she was pretty no, but, good but he just be the sort of the butt of the jokes mm. like yeah. do you know what i mean like he has no agency everyone is dragging him by the nose you know what i mean like well he was the var- he was the variant man like he was that was yeah, this whole story I, as I don't know, I, I don't think that's like a way to write the main character, but that's just that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. It wasn't that great. Like I, I can barely remember it now, but I don't know. I like bits and pieces of it. I, I I for me, it was a show that when we finished watching one episode, I was ready to watch the next one. So they succeeded at that level, you know. Fair enough. Um, but was it fantastic TV, Rich? That you know should remember forever? No. Um, it's pretty average stuff, really. <laughs> you know. If we're being honest, a Silver Surfer show could be decent um, if they spend money on it, like, and bring in... Here's my problem. If you had a Silver Surfer comic, and, I, and I'm no by no means the Silver Surfer fucking fan of the week, but let's assume I was, and you had a Silver Surfer comic, and it went for, say, six issues, well, he'd be travelling around, you'd see... Galactus, and you'd see fucking other, you know, cosmic beings and shit. You'd see a lot of stuff thrown into those six issues, you would hope, to make it worth your while to pick up a Silver Surfer comic. Okay. But... Yeah, but I mean, are, are we really going to do a Silver Surfer TV show when we haven't even introduced Galactus? No, or... I know, but but here's what I'm going to say. This is what I'm saying. It, it, but yes, let's just assume they're going to do a Silver Surfer fucking TV show, which I assume would be coming out after... A Fantastic Four movie where Galactus is probably in it with Silver Surfer, I assume. But anyway, my point is, they're not going to give you much. So it's going to be six episodes with probably about five episodes of padding. This is how these shows go. And because they don't want to give away the really good stuff, what they consider the really good stuff in these shows. They want to sort of feed you a few little crumbs. and, And that's what disappoints me. You know, because even if it was a fucking cartoon series, you would see more, you know? But when they do these live action, I constantly feel like we're sort of like the peasants that have flicked a few scraps and we're, and they're sort of flicking them from the table and like, there you go, peasants, enjoy this. And I'm like, yeah, but what a thin story. That's how I feel sometimes watching these shows. I'm like, this, like I feel like this could be so much better if you didn't apportion it so much. Um... That's just how I feel. Do, am I making sense? Because that's how I often feel with these shows. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm all for going back with where um, things didn't have to be tied together. So, um, oh. well, they're all tied know. together in the MCU. Well, I know, but I'm but I'm just saying, like, um, I just don't feel like it has to be. Like, well, they've um, got to build their little fucking world, man. Yeah, but my point is, you remember, like, uh, back in the day where you would get different cartoons, right? Mm. But the cartoons would have their own bit of flavor. They didn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, you may get a yeah. different version of Captain America in one or a different version of him for another one. Mm. Like, it, 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 they were their own worlds, you know what I mean? They didn't They didn't have to be connected. doesn't mean that other characters couldn't show up. It's just that they wouldn't be sure. exactly the same characters from the other cartoon or whatever. But you could still, you know, have them have cameos and crap and all that. And... I just miss those days more, like where you could just do things and not have to worry. Like you could do a Silver Surfer and not worry about the fucking Galactus in your Silver Surfer show because the other mm. ones are different Galactus. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but they're never gonna I, do I that know. now. 
No, of course not. Yeah. They they stuck in this. We've got to build everything in the same world. Crap. And but I, but I, I think it limits them. It, to me, it limits. I do. Them. I agree. Yeah. It limits them, and that's why I don't like it. Yeah, but you make a good point. I mean, because because my philosophy would be sort of firstly, do you need a Silver Surfer TV show? Really, unless you're going to have a Silver Surfer TV show where you introduce a lot of cosmic shit, and are you or you know or what is it going to be? I, I like I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Like it's 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 weird to me. And people are like oh based on Dan Slot Silver Surfer. And I'm like, maybe, but like, you know, I don't know. I didn't read his Silver Surfer, but I know it's highly regarded. But that, that, that's easy to say because it's a highly regarded recent run. But there's been a million fucking Silver Surfer limited series over the years. You know what I mean? Like, and none of them seem to have really struck that much of a chord. Like, he, he's a but cool visual, my, you know. But that's my point. But this is what I've always said, Dave. Like, not everyone can be a main character. Yeah, I agree. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Yeah. Some people are just... Like, they're popular, but they're popular side characters, and that's all they'll ever be. The, yeah. the Silver Surfer is a, is an interesting concept. It's a cool idea, mm. but it just doesn't have the legs to be interesting for long by itself. Yeah, you could do a miniseries, you know what I mean? Sure. You could do, like, say, a four, four to six-issue miniseries if you've got some interesting story to tell mm. about the Silver Surfer, but is he a character that could ca- continue... A monthly comic for years. And I would years say and no, years. he's no. not. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you could have Silver Surfer in a group where he plays a role. Definitely, you know, like not the well, X. Did that with the Defenders. I was going to say yes, not the X Men, but something like that, or the Defenders, whatever. And he's flying in and out. Yeah, of course, but yeah, by himself, it's like, dude. If you think of Doctor Who, it's like, did Canine need his own series? No, he did not. You know, and I love Canine. You know what I mean? Mm. But like I love Canine, but like it was they they paired him with Sarah Jane, which was actually a good, you know, a good um, strategy. But just because, as you're saying, just because or Leela, remember Leela from um, Doctor Who, the the sort of like native, um, I don't know what the word is, uh, hunter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. character, great character, and was great in Doctor Who. But when she left the TARDIS. And that was the actress's decision because they'd given her the option to. She only made the decision on the last day of shooting that she was going to leave. When she, when when she left the TARDIS, you didn't see a later TV show the next year, you know, without the Doctor because, like, it's like how long can this go on? You know what I mean? Once she's separated from the Doctor, not that long, really. And Silver Surfer to me, fantastic character, cool concept, has great ties to Galactus. He can, you know, he's the Herald, blah, blah, blah. There's all sorts of stuff you can do with him in stories involving other people, you know. Um, Fantastic Four, you know, Secret Wars. You could see, you could, you, you know, he has a cameo in Hulk. You you could see it, him him coming in well, and out. But, that, you know? but he's, also, he's also a character that can just keep popping up in your, in your, your, um, Cosmic books. So Fantastic Four, they tend to have a lot of cosmic adventures. Yeah. He can show up in there every now and again. 100%. Um, w- whenever you have a Guardians of the Galaxy, he can show up in there every now and again. Team up with them for a story. And, in the, and what I'm saying, in the movies too. Like, yeah. He, like, but yeah, but I'm right. You don't need to dial in and go, you know what we need? It's like, say, Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy, a character that I don't understand the praise she gets. Oh, what, you know what we need? A Mantis TV series. I'd be like... If I was at the table, I'd be like, no, that's exactly what we don't need. You know, because that's taking a very minor one-note character 
and trying to extrapolate from that. And you don't have anything. Like, none of these people have anything. It's, they just like the idea because the characters kind of caught on in, in pop culture. This is, this is literally how they think. They're like, oh, wow, you know, Baby Groot's a big thing. We've got to do a lot more with that. Like, yeah, and it's like what you need to do is pump out a lot more merchandise. But sometimes they're like, oh, we've got to get, we've got to get that Baby Groot TV show going. You know, um, and it's just like I don't know. Sometimes it's I, I just think you you're just killing yourselves. Really, you're you're shooting yourselves in the foot. And I do think a Silver Surfer TV series, six episodes maximum. Seriously, I don't think anyone wants to see more than that with just the Silver Surfer. I mean, what the fuck does he even do? Flies around on his board. That's all he ever seems to do. Make kind of weird pronouncements and, and fly away. Like, it's not that fucking fascinating, you know? No. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I definitely... Yeah, like, cool that. visual, great visual, and, and you know, but, like, that's what he does. He flies around, kind of mysterious, flies away again. What I don't need is to stay on that fucking board with him for fucking episode after episode. I'll be like, Jesus, get me off. Please. Galactus, come eat him or something. <laughs> anyway, whatever, man. I'm just, yeah, I've got my feelings about that. But um, Quentin Tarantino's final film is coming as the filmmaker radios The Movie Critic. Sources describe the story as being set in the late 1970s Los Angeles with a female lead at its centre. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm interested, of course. Do we really believe it's going to be his final movie? I don't. I do. I hope it's not because I think we've got so, I... yeah. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Do I believe that he will stop being part of movies? Mm. No. I think he will continue to write. Mm. Um, I think he'll maybe start maybe doing some novels or he'll do some screenplays or mm. stuff and all that. And he may even go do some TV, you know what I mean? Or something like that to scratch that itch. But do I believe that he is done writing, directing? Uh, yes. I, 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 when, when he says that, I do believe that he's the type of person that legacy is very important to him mm. um and he's not necessarily his image but his um status is very important like and and as you say um, his legacy like what he's remembered for you know yeah and i mean you know because he'll also go down his history as like one of the few directors who like stated they would only make six movies or mm. director ten, writers or, ten, I think, that, yeah. or ten whatever and then be like that's it i'm done i'm walking away do I believe that he's just going to go retire and fucking, you know, like... Count his money. You know, sit on top of the mountain and do nothing? No. Mm. But I do believe that he's... What he's been doing, writing and then, uh, you know, funding, getting whatever, and then making a movie, is he done with that? Yes, I do believe he's probably done with that. But he will still be involved in some capacity, mm. whether it's writing. Well, I just think he's... Well, you know a... what? He may direct someone else's, but I think when he means is he's done doing... Writing, what he's directing. done with his 10 movies is writing, funding, directing, producing, you know what I mean? Mm. These, he's done. That's his legacy, and he'll go do some other stuff. That, that's just why I... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know he has a thing about Rio Lobo, where he says that that was a movie that Howard Hawks made at the end of his career when he basically didn't give a shit, you know? Mm. And, he, and, he, and he let it all go to the AD, and he just he didn't care about the product. It certainly wasn't considered anything like the caliber of his other movies and he said he never wanted to be the guy who made Rio Lobo you know now yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I believe he sticks to his which is, a, which is like, a good philosophy to have yeah, I mean yeah. not a lot of people honestly are to walk away in yeah. sports or entertainment are willing to walk away at either at the peak 
or even sort of just after the peak. You know what I mean? They normally, they wait until in sport, till the eyes have gone, till the legs are gone, when they have no choice, usually. That's mm-hmm. usually how they go. And entertainment, I would say they're even worse because it doesn't rely on your physicality. And I think many, many, many of them, they just keep going and, go, you know, diminishing returns. He's made a serious splash, uh, serious splash over the last, like, what, since about 1992? You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, even true romance before that. He's been a serious player for a long time, and it's not just one or two good films. It's a sequence of good films. Um, in an environment, frankly, that is quite hostile to that kind of filmmaking now. You know, it's it's harder and harder. If he wasn't Quentin Tarantino, I don't think his kind of movies would be, would, would be making cinemas because simply because how everyone's moved to this, you know, superhero fucking bubble action bubble he doesn't make action adventures in the like you know the 90s action adventures remember he doesn't make superhero movies he makes something completely different mm. um he very well, much he, ha- he would say he makes cinema he has a sensibility of a 70s director you know 1970s those directors then he has those sensibilities i, I personally believe you know? oh i i agree with you and also do disagree with you i think it's not just one decade for him I think yeah. he's an amalgamation of sure. of probably 50s, 60s, and 70s. Like, yeah, I think I he, he might... And a few of his movies probably do lean a bit 70s, but then you look at his stuff like um, um, Hateful Eight and, mm. and, and Django. and like that's a Western. A, that, that's, that's more... Yeah, that's more like uh, Sergio yeah. Leone and, yeah. and, and um, you know, those sort of movies. They're, they're more good to bad to ugly, you know, once upon a time in the West. It's very... So, no, you're I right. agree with you, right. but I think you, you've you've stopped too short. I think no, you're he's right. a 70s, 60s, yeah. 50s guy. I he's, bet you he knows his film noir. That. He knows his film noir and his yeah. western westerns oh, backwards, yeah, yeah. backwards. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. You're right. Um, breaking news: Ronald Acosta, big friend of the show, just sent me through a notification on some new Nightwolf action, Mortal Kombat action figure, which I believe you got me for. Was it Christmas, Rich? Yes. Yeah, you got, got me a Night fantastic Nightwolf, um, which, by the way, is adorning my office. But um, uh, there's a new one coming from Big Bad Toy Store, um, Storm Collectibles. I, I should really go and uh, I've, I've got it just over there, your, the one you got me. The description of Nightwolf, for those who don't know, I often talk about Nightwolf. I don't know if we've ever done the full character description. Nightwolf is one of the few Earthrealm mortals with a strong connection to the spirit world, a powerful Native American shaman. He is guided by the Emperian forces and communes with divine beings, such as Hayoka, known to the east as Raiden. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, known to the east as Raiden? Wouldn't that be the west? Anyway, whatever. Um, Nightwolf's devotion... Allows... Oh, no, no. Uh, east as in, uh, I think, Asians. Asians know him as Raiden. Like oh. the monks and all I that. I know him as Raiden. No, no. Um, <laughs> so... <What? laughs> I think so. Raiden, you got to remember. Okay, so if you know your Mortal Kombat kind of thing and all that, mm. um, uh, a, a lot of the original fighters were not Western because Western came later. Okay, you know, a lot of the fighters were um, like Liu Kang and stuff. Yeah, yeah, probably Native American, Asian, Chinese, Mon- you know, okay. Mongolian. That's Kulang, Kulang, Kulang. So oh, we no, know Raiden, but I think the the uh, the 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 natives of American Native Indians or whatever, they would have as a, as a, as a different... Okay. That's all they were saying. But... Anyway, Nightwolf's devotion allows the spirits to work through him, granting him a natural long life. I didn't know that, Rich. 
and ethereal weapons, I knew that, to combat the darkness. And I, I really don't like the way they use combat with a K to say to combat the darkness that the threat ends mortal kind. And what do you mean? It's mortal combat. I know it is. Hey, I know it come is. Come on, you can't complain about I that. I guess so, I guess so. In the coming crisis, however, it is not Nightwolf's arsenal that will alter faith. His faith in the spirits will inspire those who have lost hope. And for those who don't recall or don't know, uh, he had the flaming hatchet and he also had the bow and arrow that was like mystical. And uh, he was a great fighter in the series and I think a very underrated fighter. Um, and I played him many, many hours late at night, very stoned, and had a mystical connection, obviously, um, that transcended both time and space, Richard. Um, they went deep into the spirit realm. Um, and just great to hear that Ronald Acosta's got some news of, and I'm going to have to get it one, so I'm going to have two Nightwolves in my collection. Yeah. Right then. Fuck, yeah, exactly. Well, I've got about ten Batmans. Why don't I have exactly. a Nightwolf? Why can't you have ten Nightwolves? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And everyone's like, well, you really are a Nightwolf fan. I'm like, yeah, I am. I also like Sub-Zero. I'm a big fan of Sub-Zero. Um, and I, I like um, the robots as well, like Smoke and stuff. Yeah, those guys. You know, they, don't, they don't get enough love. Um, oh, Scream 6. Um, Adab saw it, actually. And he said that it wasn't that good. <laughs> He said, <laughs> like, uh, basically, because Adam was originally going to come on this show um, originally, but he, he, he couldn't make it. But um, I, I'm just trying to find his review here. He messaged it to me. But, yeah, he was basically saying it wasn't it wasn't all that great kind of thing. You know, like, uh, people got very excited. Yeah, okay, here he goes. Scream 6 was just okay. Some cool new stuff, but a lesser entry. Um and I said, was there any supernatural stuff? And this is a fucking, um, you know, spoilers, kids. You know how I hate doing spoilers, Rich. You know, spoiler warnings. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you're an hour and fucking 13 minutes into Signal Doom. If you're so much of a baby that a spoiler's going to hurt your feelings or your fee-fees, as Rich would say, too bad. Too bad, so sad. Uh, anyway, so I said to him, is there any supernatural? Because you know me, Rich. I, 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 I'm always about the spoilers. I'm always like, tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. He said, kind of ambiguously supernatural like Five, but probably less so. And I don't remember the supernatural in Five, so there you go. Um, and then he made a second comment, which made me laugh. He said, watching on the waterfront, Brando in fine form. Apparently they wanted Sinatra. Dodge that bullet. He just made that comment to piss me off. And I just responded, <laughs> bad comment, bad comment. <laughs> Adam was just toying with me late at night. But um I thought the whole point of Scream mm. is that it's not supernatural. Well it isn't. Uh, yeah, that's exactly you're exactly right. And I don't even remember five being ambiguously supernatural, but I've got a bad memory, so you know, don't go by me. But um anyway, it sounds like it was less than that. I'm not, I don't even remember the supernatural in five, so you know. Mm. So yeah, I don't want Scream to be supernatural. The whole point was it was a slasher flick done very cleverly by Wes Craven that rejuvenated the genre. And it was kind of like the meta comedy I like. I like all that stuff, the meta awareness and everything. I love all that, but I don't want Scream to be supernatural and for, like, the killers in the first movie to come back as zombies, you know? Even though that sounds like a cool idea, it it diminishes the series. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing... I'm going to pitch this it opens to that and the zombies come back and killing and then you find out it's just the movie and it's the, you know, um, you know how they've got the better movie that goes through it all? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just a scene from that. And then, because they've done that before in the, in the, in the, 
in the screen movies where it starts out and they're watching. What's the film called that they're always watching? Is it a slash or something? You know the film? The fil- I don't, don't know. There's a, there's a film series that is running through it all that's that's kind of like the meta comedy on, on the whole thing. So I wouldn't mind seeing that scene happen and then it cuts and you realise it's just a... It's just a scene from that movie, kind of thing. Because that, because those the films I'm, I'm bringing it up here now. The film is um, based on the the first move the the incident at West at Woodsboro um, that creates those films. It's based on the events of the first film, you know. And, and then so those films are kind of mirroring what's happening in quote unquote real life. I don't know if you're aware of that, Rich. That's how deep it goes, man. Fair enough. Have you not watched them? Have you just missed them all? I think I've only seen the first two Scream movies. Why? Like, what What? What was stopping you? What was wrong? I just didn't enjoy them. Man, for me, they're, I, I reckon they're some of the I, best. I'll be honest with you, I found them pretty boring. <laughs> boring? Yeah, I did. I don't know what to say, Richard, other than you've got serious problems. Maybe. Um. Yeah, really... Stab, that's what it's called, Stab. So the Stab series is the in-universe movie series that is based on the original killings at Woodsboro. And because the incidents keep happening, they, you know, the, I believe they've even made some of the Stab movies have Supernatural in them as well. So we haven't seen those scenes, but I think I believe, if my scream knowledge, which is actually pretty good, um, is consistent, that they have made them the Stab movies Supernatural at times. So I would think... It might be worth showing one of those scenes at some point, just to trick the viewers, and they think, "Oh fuck, Scream's gone supernatural," and then you realise it's stab. See, I think that's an, I think that's low hanging fruit, and why not go for it? We're up to fucking Scream Six. You've got to suddenly get desperate for ideas here. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> come on, man. This I guess shit, man. Like, come on, hop off the fence, man. Come on. Uh, well, the thing is, it's different because you, as you said, you're a you, you're a fan. You yeah, know the, I'm in you it. You know the world and all that, so. That sounds very interesting to you. To yeah. me, I'm like you're talking about something that I don't know anything fake, about. Fake it, it till you, it it. It you make it, man. Fake it till you make it. Just I don't care if you I'm show. Very, I can't, I'm not you, Dave. I'm very genuine. I don't care if you show fake excitement. I, it doesn't worry me. It's that, that's that's fine with me. I, that, I honestly I can't do that. People always get pissed off with me because I can't. I'm that sort of person where I can't. My face can't. Yeah. Stop itself from right. yeah, giving I, I my it. real my real, real feelings, you know. So I'm that person. If you like give me something and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" My face will show like, "What the hell?" But you know, even though my my words might be going, "Oh yay, yeah, that's really cool." They can look at my face and go, "Okay, you, you don't like it." Yeah. Whereas I, I lie, can't help it. I lie all the time. I lie for a living. So what do yeah. I care? You know, it doesn't worry me. I don't even know how I feel about things. Now, anyway. <laughs> So something I am something I am genuinely excited for, which I didn't realise. Have we mentioned that Ridley Scott is doing a Napoleon movie? I, mm, well, maybe. well, I didn't know that he was, and apparently Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon. I saw an image of it the other day, and like he looked very Napoleon-esque. He had that hat on, you know, that weird hat that Napoleon always wore with the sort of. It's like it's sort of sideways on. Try something or something. Yeah, um, it's a picture of him in the forest, in like the wintry forest, perhaps in Russia, wearing that hat. And I thought it looked pretty. I don't know. I'm I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, come on, really, give me this Napoleon thing. I mean, to me, Napoleon is a series of movies. Even I would say, 
I mean, to, to cover Napoleon's life, you've got to be going for like four and a half hours. You know, that's a big fucking career. You know? Don't you think? Like, I think it's... um. What do we know yeah. about this? What do we know about this movie, Rich? Have you have you heard anything uh, about it? Until you said it, it's something I didn't even know it existed. Napoleon Ridley Scott. We, we we've got to get on these news more because I wasn't even aware it was happening. Apparently, there's a fucking trailer out. Like Napoleon. Okay, it's called Napoleon. Um, stars Joaquin Phoenix. Depicts the French reader oh, his rise to power. Why does it have to be the rise to power? Why can't it be the full story? These days, it always has to be an origin story. Oh my god! I mean, I assume his rise is pretty interesting, though. So I am excited for that. It's going to be released on Apple TV. Oh, so it's not going to be a cinema release. It's going to be on Apple TV. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm still interested. Man, I'll be. Uh, c- cinema is dying. Yeah. I went to the movies recently, and there's barely any stuff. And uh, for fuck's sake, you know what pissed me off? Mm. Almost 30 minutes of, of trailers and commercials. Now, trailers I don't have an issue with. Yeah. But for almost 20 fucking minutes of, of ads. Yeah, it's terrible. Ads yeah. before a movie is just ridiculous. Yeah. And I can understand why people don't like going to the movies anymore. It doesn't. You know, back when okay, I know the book in my day, but you know, back in my day when I was a young kid and all that, when you went mm. to the movies, you'd maybe get like three or four movie trailers mm. before the movie, and then the movie would start. Mm. Like that's it. Weren't all these fucking ads and like you know Tolstra ads and mm. my Optus ads and car dealership ads? Like, you know, and it got, it's annoying because it's unskippable. Like it's fucking twenty minutes solid of of ads, which is mm. just so annoying and. I just thought to myself, and I was like, you know, and there's barely any staff, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, my God, we went there, and there was one person working. One. Mm. You know what I mean? And really? there was one person upstairs cleaning the, the yeah. things. There was no one even to take your ticket. Yeah. Like, these people are not making money, man. People are not going to the... So oh, I'm not surprised yeah. that people are, like, just going straight to streaming when with shows and all that. Sure. No, I agree. The only problem is it's hard to determine if something is... Is you know that's why I say it's so funny. You got all these people complaining about oh my show's going to be cancelled after one season and it's really good. And it's like, well, clearly the analytics are showing a different story because you know. Well, it can be TV really good shows, and still not people watch it. That has yeah, happened, but, you know. No, no, but no, but what I'm saying is that like you've got to remember back in the day you only had so many channels. Mm. Yeah, so true. Yeah. You picked. So let's say you had four choices. You picked one of the four that you. Hundred percent. Either liked the most or liked it or, or didn't hate the least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or the least uh, yeah totally agree with you. Yeah, 100%. and that's how people judged if something. Oh well, we'll cancel this. No one's watching. Whatever. The problem with streaming is if, as I said, if you're not enjoying something, you just click off mm. and you find something else. You go, ah, you know, maybe give it 15, 20 minutes, and you go, ah, I'll find something else. So that it just means that it means that not enough people watched it. Unfortunately, like no matter how much you loved it. Mm. They clearly looked and said people are clicking off. No one's finishing it or yeah. no one's watching it or whatever. And it's, you know, is it unfair? Yes, it could be because maybe people discover it later. It's a saturated I mean? market, dude. It's a very, it's an oversaturated not just market. That, like, I, as I said, I sometimes can spend 30 minutes just sitting there cycling through <laughs> shit and then never watch anything. And I'm like, you, that's not going to help you because you need people to click it. But it might take someone a while to find it. Mm. You know what I mean? It might be a show that I go, oh, I don't have time to watch it now. I'll watch it later. Mm. Well, guess what? Because I chose to, a lot of people chose to watch it later or didn't find it till later or 
whatever, it means that there never will be a season two because no one watched it when it came out. So it's a very... Um, oh, well, I mean, that's the marketplace, though. It's yeah, the but I'm saying it's, it's a very backwards way of doing it because... Well, said, what are you supposed it, to do? Just greenlight every show for 10 seasons? No, but I mean, I guess if you're going to be doing streaming, I think yeah. you maybe need to look at um, word of mouth and reviews. Like, yeah. I feel like if if uh, you've got a good audience score and you've got a good, even if it maybe doesn't have, oh, you, need to look at, yeah. you need to look at it and say, well, I think people will find it. It's a show oh, where... Oh, I agree with you there, yeah, yeah. The more scenes we make, maybe the more popular people start seeing, oh, this thing's got two. But you, I think they're still looking at it from a TV model. Mm. And making decisions where it's like it's not a TV model, bro. People have choices; they have options. Mm. They they might find you may have made a really good show that people don't find straight away, mm. or because they've got so many other things. You know, you 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 allow people oh, to add so to much. a list, yeah. You know, and they're probably working through their list, but they you might make a really good show and you never made a season two because you're going off. The, oh, no one's watching it right now, and it's like, bro, like you can't you can't look at it. That's old TV thinking. Mm. Yeah, by the same token, though, man, like these, all these shows cost money. I mean, I, I you know, I get it. I, I've had shows that I've no, liked. No, but again, I, I, again, if, if, but if the people who did watch that show, right, mm. if they all gave it a thumbs up, mm. then I think you should that should factor it and say, okay, well, look, mm. everyone who watches enjoyed it. Maybe we give it another season. Maybe. By then, more people have found it. Yeah, but you can't force people to do anything. Like, you know, I don't give thumbs up to fucking anything. Like, fuck them. I'm just like, I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, no, I, 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 if they allow me to rate it, I'll always rate it. Because, yeah. obviously, they try and rate, well, because they recommend shit to you. And yes. It, oh, but I add it to my it. stuff. I add stuff to my stuff. I've got my lists, you know, and so that I get, I, I get, I get like, you. they, they well, know you're watching it. They know no, you're no, watching no, it. Different. Different platforms, you do it differently. If mm. if the platform doesn't have a rating system, then it goes off what you add to your list. It uses that as a metric of what it can recommend to you. Yeah. But if it has a rating system, then you can say, no, I don't like this. Yes, I do like this. It doesn't matter <laughs> whether it's in my list or not. And at least they can recommend based on what you like and what yeah. you dislike. Uh, look, I'm going to say something now that I, I honestly do feel like the market works itself out. Like, it's the same thing with comics where people are like, oh, you've got to go and pre-order your comic and let them know and let them... I'm like, look, if the comic is on the bubble that closely, nothing I'm doing is affecting it. Like, it's not making enough money to continue surviving. I'm sorry, I, I've liked a lot of shows that have been cancelled. And honestly, you know, what can you do? You're one person, unless you're an investor or a producer... I don't quite understand what yeah, you expect okay, but, people to do. But Dave, how many times have you heard mm. that a really popular show that went on for like seven, eight, nine, ten seasons mm. was almost cancelled after its first season? I've heard it. Yeah, of course. you know what I mean. But they just were like, you know, uh, you know. But what? But, 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 but what do you think you can or... do as a consumer? What do you honestly think you can achieve? Like me, I'm not saying it's a consumer's. Th I'm talking oh. about the people that make the shit. Right. I'm oh, saying I they see. have to stop thinking like a TV exec going oh, to not getting you. eyes on the yes, product. I agree like, with that. Yeah. You you are th you are looking at your your product. But I would say I would just all I would like you don't need to overcomplicate it either. You've got the analytics of you, you regardless of assume it's a streamer. You've got the analytics of how many people have watched it, how many people have cut out, blah blah blah. So you've got that analytics. So that's part of your decision. That's probably seventy percent of your decision. Or maybe eighty percent, maybe another ten to twenty percent. I'd look at Metacritic, 
I get a summation of scores. I look at an audience score, and that that's my job done. I don't need to go much deeper than that. Like if it's no, got, but that's what I mean. Know. But I but that's not what they're doing. I think they're just looking at viewership, and then well, we don't know. It. I mean, there's a lot of decisions that go on. Like you know, it's a complex decision of whether to renew these shows. Well, or listen, like, you know, I, there's been a few shows that have like gotten good reviews mm. that have been cancelled after one season because they just didn't get the eyes. They didn't get the mm. viewership. So, but but often they're probably expensive shows too. So if the shows aren't making money, yeah. But what I'm saying is that they need to figure out a, a system. Then, or I, I, I'm all I'm saying is that the model they're using is outdated. They I agree got with that. to try and figure out what is good and what should you keep making and what is a dud <laughs> or what is failure and need to stop. I don't know exactly what the answer is because again, I don't work and live in that. Mm. World. Well, you you are right though; they are working off an outdated model. I mean, HBO were very upfront. With Rome, which was a very highly considered show that they cancelled after two seasons, it was very expensive, and they 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 actually came out and said, "Yeah, no, we made a mistake. We should not have cancelled that show. It was it did exactly what you're talking about. It didn't find a huge audience, and was very expensive. But as yeah. time went on, it became one of their evergreens, you know. And it was like, man, if we'd only done two more seasons, we'd have more product, like." But it was such a huge enterprise to put together and stuff. You know, period piece, always expensive. Um, yeah, there's no perfect answer. It's the same thing with Sandman. I was thinking tonight, Michelle's away. I was thinking, I'm going to start watching Sandman because you know I love the I love the comic so much. I must admit, I'm scared that the TV show won't compare, you know, if I'm being honest. But anyway, everyone I know who gives a shit about Sandman who's watched it have said it's really good. You know, like, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Now, I know that hasn't officially been... Um, renewed, even though it's an example of what you're saying, it's got a very high audience score, it had a lot of word of mouth, a lot of that's the Neil Gaiman fans, you know, like we're a fairly vocal fan base, you know, online and he's fairly vocal you know, everyone's singing his praises but it hasn't been renewed, and the reason for that is it's an expensive show, and it's it's not been cancelled, it just hasn't officially been given, yes we're shooting season 2, so that's, it's an example of what you're saying, you would hope that they're looking at it going, we've got a good product here, we've got a fan base. If we do three to five seasons of this, we can have this on our shelf and it can be something worth watching. So, fingers crossed. I mean, a good example, it's a dated example, but I remember Firefly got cancelled after one season and people were enraged, you know, because they considered it... I actually think it's overrated. I, I don't mind it at all, but I, 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 I'm like, it's, I, I prefer almost... No, but, you know, it was def- but it was a show that could have definitely got better. 100%. And yeah, had yeah. potential. But again, that would that was listen, that was a colossal fuck-up. Like, they, I believe they aired it out of order somehow, mm. and mm. Uh, it was a bad time slot. But again, that was a show that I think was also cancelled too early. Agreed. And and could have actually gone on to be a hit and improved. Because I agree with you. It's a, it's a good show. It's an enjoyable show. It's certainly not perfect, but mm. it certainly had the makings of a oh, show yeah. that could have really built from its first season and oh, 100%. made a very interesting and compelling world. I'm almost surprised they theory. did cancel it because he was so hot then. You know, he was mm. coming off Buffy and Angel and... He had so much goodwill that I reckon almost like, and yeah, maybe it, it debuted to softer numbers and had all these problems, but it, they, they didn't have any foresight. He had a very bad relationship with Fox, and I think that poisoned the world as well. But like, that's a good example of a show that I think would have only grown up and found bigger legs, you know, as it, as it went yeah. on. Um, yeah, there's, and look, 
TV's littered with these shows, you know. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. You know. But it's also littered with fucking shows that are fucking appalling, that just get renewed season after season because they make money. And they're not particularly good shows. The fo- there's a formula, it works, they keep cranking it, and, you know, there's a lot of shows like that as well. So, it's not, you know, it's... Like, at the end of the day, it's a business, and, you know... it. It is a business, and that's very obvious. Like, look at the amount of fucking shitty reality TV there is. Like, forget about programmed, serialised fiction. Think about all the fucking shit, not just reality, but um, the shows Michelle watches, all the renovation shows, which I don't mind, all the all the house hunting shows. I mean, these things yeah, but, are massive. But, yeah, but, 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 Dave, as you say, those shit is cheap to make. It is, but there's a lot of it. So there's so much... The, the landscape in 2023 is so different even from 10 years ago. You go back to 93 or 83, it's like a different universe in terms of TV, really. Because I, I know that people did have cable in the 90s, but nothing like they've got streaming and cable now, you know? Nothing mm-hmm. like it. In the 80s, I didn't know anyone who had it, you know? Um, I know people in the States who did, but, like, you know, it wasn't big. Like, we had maybe four channels, you know? I can't remember exactly how many, but it wasn't much more than four, you know? And one of those was ABC, which was is like the um, like the BBC in the, in the Britain, basically. Oh, no, yeah, when I moved here, you only had five channels. Yeah. So you had you seven, nine, ten, ABC, and SBS. That, exactly, yeah, there you go. Now, in Tassie, we even had one less. There you go. In Tassie, we, we, we didn't have... Yeah, seven and ten were sort of combined. So you sort of had a, a mixture of that stuff. So, yeah. So you had nine, you had ABC, you had a combined seven, ten, and you did have SPS. Now, what I'm trying to say is it was a totally different landscape, you know, and a lot of people, uh, if you want to get serious about it, movie lovers, uh, yeah, you had your movie of the weeks and stuff, and I certainly was addicted to them, and I saw a lot of my favourite old movies and you had a lot of reruns of Bonanza. I was constantly on on Sundays. But you you went to the video store a lot, you know? Really, you did. If you're a movie lover like I was, Rich, and I'm sure you were, you went to the video store a lot, you know? Oh, uh, God. Like, I lived, I lived like every week, you know, we would probably on Friday night get a video, like basically. I mean, and as we went into the 90s and I was a bit more independent and had a bit, little bit of cash, you know, from my work, I would, um, we'd go to the video store a hell of a lot, you know, we, you know, you know what I mean? Like that's where you kind of got, that's where I built my movie knowledge, you know, which I think is reasonably extensive. Like I went through every single Woody Allen film. I, I printed out a list and I went through every single, pretty much every single one um, and did similar things with, you know, various people, Jack Nicholson, Bogart, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like, yeah, it was a different, it was a totally different landscape. Totally different. Um, whereas now you can, well, let's be honest. I mean, Michelle watches a lot of um, the American um, shows that come out weekly. I don't watch a ton. Like, I'll sit down with her and watch a Chicago PD. We watch a little bit of Quantum Leap. But I'm often doing my own thing on the streaming, you know. Like, I, I, I'm catching up on old shows. Like, I'm still, I'm almost finished Vikings, you know. There's a lot of, what I'm trying to say is, you debut a show now, like next week a show comes out. Like let's say it's it's the Des Moines series by David Finn. That comes out, 
there's so much competition. You know, uh-huh. it's 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 the past and the present and multi-streamers, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. I know Sarah Michelle Gellar's in a new TV show called Wolfpack. I wouldn't mind checking it out. Um, I haven't even gone close to finding out where that's even on, you know? So much stuff, man. And you are right. But the, the, the problem is they can't greenlight everything because they will just go bankrupt. So they've got to... I'm sure they do take into account a bit of social media word of mouth, but at the end of the day, they've still got to go on the clicks. Like no, if, no, I, do, I, I agree, but I'm saying I just I feel like they... And again, I don't watch a lot, so I'm just speaking from what I see and a lot of people sort of like um, uh, saying that shows are cut too soon or something like that. And I'm yeah. just saying I think they need to... Uh, I, I think they're just working off an old business model. Mm. You know, they're working off the TV business model, mm. and I think they need to come up with some sort of hybrid model where they've got to look at, okay, is something popular? Can it become more popular? Can we build from it? Does it have the base? Instead of like, mm. oh, it didn't get, um, you know, it, 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 it didn't capture everyone's attention when it came out in the first, you know, when, when we when we dropped it, cancel it. It's like, I mean, sure, maybe there are certain ones that are like i mean if something's got no viewership of course do you know what i mean like if mm. it's totally in the toilet mm. but if it's like if it's maybe kind of like a 50 50 you're kind of like oh, i mean it's not what we wanted but you know the base there and you know uh it's got like i don't know i just don't know that's what i'm saying i guess i'm trying to think of what their fucking process is because i can't figure it out because <laughs> as you say the things that get cancelled the things that get greenlit the things they get into you almost go i don't even know I don't know how you're making decisions because mm. you seem to be cancelling pretty good shit, and you seem to be renewing pretty shit things. And well, a lot know, of the, a lot of the stuff, like you know, just judging on what I, you know, Michelle watches. Okay, she she's got fairly broad tastes. She watches Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, uh, Chicago Med, NCIS, NCIS LA, uh, NCIS something else, Hawaii. Um, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, FBI International. Like, and they're all decent. Like, you watch them, they're all very much from the CSI model, where you're like, it's not bad. Um, there's a formula. Um, they switch locations and have, like, three different things. Some of them are better than others, but they're all around the same level. You know what I mean? Um, but again, those are also good because they're not that expensive to make. Yeah, and uh, you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, they work. You can see why they're renewed. Like, I, I don't know. They're the kind of thing you can sit down and watch, and I don't mind most of them. There's a couple of them I can't stand, like the fucking Good Doctor. I, I just can't take that show. But uh, most of and Grey's Anatomy has always driven me. Grey's Anatomy has driven me crazy for 20 years. I fucking have <laughs> hated that show. Like, well, hate's a strong word, but, like, disliked that show since inception, and it's only gotten more annoying. You know, um... And so there are some that I'm just like, it's clear the room stuff. But a lot of them, like those Chicago shows and the FBI's, I'm happy to watch them while we're eating dinner and, you know, reasonably invested and try to guess the twists and this and that. Like, that's a lot of network TV, you know. Um, a lot. And you notice something about them? They're all franchises, you know, and a lot of them are tied back to Dick Wolf, actually. He's got his fingerprints across more than you'd expect, you know. Mm. His 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 tendrils are quite wide when it comes to TV. Jerry Bruckheimer's got a lot too in TV as well as movies. But yeah, there's 
you know, they're very successful. And as you say, they're profitable. You know what I mean? And audiences like them and, you know, they're, they're, they're done well for what they are. Like they're not sort of trying to be anything they're not. And you can watch them and it's sort of like getting a meal how you like it. You, you, it's not, you're like, yes, this is what I ordered kind of thing. So I don't know. A lot of people will say, oh, TV's um, the new cinema and all the exciting stuff's on you know, cable and shit and on streaming. But sometimes I'm just like, I find it a bit boring. You know, some some of the stuff, like, for my tastes, you know, it's it's slow, I find, a lot of the time. I, I think a lot of what some people call uh, good is I slow. Don't, I don't disagree with you, but I also think that the cinema experience has really um, gone downhill. So yeah. that's also a problem, is that I agree with you. I do, I, I enjoyed going to the movies. I like getting my box of popcorn mm. and... You know, sitting there and and you know and watching a couple of trailers before a movie, and then watching this movie, and then you know, um, it's an experience. But that that's not the experience anymore. It doesn't feel. Do you know what I mean? There was a buzz when you went. Oh yeah. Although I do remember my, you know, this is way back, way well back in time, um, well before Michelle was with um, I guess it would have been my ex girlfriend. So we've gone to, and she loved her rom coms, and so we've gone to see. I I remember being in the cinema watching Serendipity with John Cusack. It's a very forgettable average, and I mean that in the best sense. Like, it's neither good nor bad. It's just, it is what it is. And I remember being in the cinema, and the thought I had in my head was, firstly, do we need to be in the cinema to watch this? You know? Because it's so, you could watch this on TV. It's really, you know. You know what? I agree with you now. Like, right now, when a movie costs me, like, fucking $25. But I thought that then. You know, I I was like, like... I, you think that then? I didn't mind it then. Like mm. I, because again, it was about the experience. And when the when a movie ticket was only like fifteen bucks, you yeah. know, I could be like, ah, you know what? Yeah, I gotta get popcorn. Yeah, True. you know what? Yeah, let's yeah. go watch it. Yeah. Let's go see. Let's go watch a rom com or a drama or, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now it, I only go to the movies for the spectacle movies mm. because that's the only time I'm I'm not spending twenty five dollars to go watch a rom com. I'm not no. spending twenty five dollars to watch a, a thing anymore. I used to. Like I used to go and watch movies, whatever. If a movie piqued my interest, I'd go watch it because it was mm. like twelve bucks or fifteen. But you know what I mean. Like it mm. wasn't a, a a a big chunk of my money. It wasn't cost you an arm and a leg to go to yeah, the cinema. Now it does. Now it's so expensive to go that I'm like, no, unless it's a fucking two hour high budget spectacle mm. fucking movie, I ain't paying money to go see it. So. Yeah, no, I hear you. I'm actually going to go to the cinemas this week because we've got a guy coming from um, one of our other offices to Australia. I'm going to show him around a bit. And I said, we'll go to the cinema one night. And I'll see Scream 6. Fuck it. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't see it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm socialising. Otherwise, oh, I would... And, and, and it has to be like, a, like we went to go watch the Quentin Tarantino uh, um, uh, Once Upon a Time uh, in, Hollywood. in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, because it's Quentin Tarantino. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I no, I, I make exceptions, but, but, but like, I, movie, but I haven't gone general, and seen Ant-Man. No. I haven't gone and seen Ant-Man, you know? No, neither have I. Because <laughs> I couldn't give a shit about Ant-Man. Like, I really couldn't fucking care less about Ant-Man, and the same with Wakanda Forever. I'm just like, when I eventually saw it, Wakanda Forever was exactly what I expected. Very empty side characters trying to fill a void, uh, overly long, slow, Namor punching some scenes up. That's exactly what I expected from that movie, and that's exactly what it was. People were going apeshit. I don't know if you noticed this at the Oscars. 
Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis won for that movie, which I haven't even seen. Everything, Everywhere at Once, whatever it's called. And she won. It was like a real spectacle. And and by the way, they carry on too much when they win these things because it's like, uh, calm down, you know? Like she's the way she was carrying on, I was like, oh, my God, you're not a 12-year-old girl, you know? Anyway, she won an Oscar. Good for her. Good actress. And But there was this whole thing about how Angela Bassett, who played the queen in um, Wakanda Forever, didn't win and was apparently a bit pissed. And people were like enraged on her behalf man like you would have thought like she was the greatest actress in the world playing i was like i saw the fucking movie she was in she was fine you know what i mean like but it's like you could have said sure he should have won an oscar she literally just did her job and was okay in it you know certainly not bad but it wasn't like fucking brando on on the waterfront or something you know it wasn't like fucking manchurian candidate level acting or something you know like, Denzel Washington can rest easy. You know what I mean? Like, because Angela Bassett was, I would describe her as adequate, competent, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet people were reacting like she was robbed. And I was like, my God, like, calm down. Like, I didn't even see this Jamie Lee Curtis thing, which I imagine wasn't much better. But, like, they probably they're probably both fairly fucking average, really, you know? And yet... The, the, the narrative that was being spun was like, firstly, we should have been lobbing tomatoes at Jamie Lee Curtis for winning. I mean, firstly, she didn't make the fucking decision, you know? And, yeah, I agree. I could live without her hollering and hooping when she won as well. I could personally live without that. You know, the over-celebration, Rich, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could live without the short-round guy carrying on to the extent he's been carrying on. Like, he's he's claiming as a victory for the Asians and he's claiming, like, you know, he, he blah, blah, blah. Like, whenever anyone wins these things... If it's kind of the underdog, I feel that I feel the society we live in now, it's almost like it goes too far. It's like I have to see it every single time I open up the fucking internet. See short round pontificating about how, you know, his hard luck story, this and that. I'm like, oh God, you won your Oscar. Like, book another film, please, you know, and, and just continue on. Like, you know, you, you didn't cure cancer. You know what I mean? You're an actor. I, I just feel like we give these actors so much praise. And it's like sometimes I'm like, I, I saw Wakanda Forever. It was okay. Like she was okay in a bad movie. I don't know. I, I've seen I've seen films this week where the acting was like far better. I, I watched that movie with fucking um, Nick Nolte from back in the 70s. I'm sorry. There was some decent, there was some very poor acting in that movie. But he acted well, you know. Um, probably better than her, well. You know? Personally, I don't even know why we give out actors. What did you say, Richard? So, cut out there. You don't even know why we give out actors awards. Is that what you're saying? I don't know why we give out any awards because everything is generally subjective. Like, mm. you know, um, w- mm. w- when it comes to who acted better, that's going to be very subjective. Especially oh, if you take, let's say, five good performances. Yep. And I say, and I go ask. A hundred people who was the best. I'm going to get completely different answers. Totally. Um, a, a lot of the time, you know, maybe it might swing one over. But my point is, is when, when it comes to like, what was the best movie? What was the best act? Like, it's very subjective. Like, mm. it's it it could go either way depending on someone's you know, hundred percent preferences and all that. So I don't even know why we. I mean, at least with sport, that that statistic There's is a trophy. Yeah. 
There's a trophy. I can now. no, no, but I can tell. Did someone have a better season this year? Did they score more goals? Did they uh, uh, intercept more? There's a statistic that I can look at and say mm. who had an improved game, who was the best player, because there is like literally statistics. You know what I mean? There's yeah. stats. Yeah, yeah 100%. but not for acting. Acting is not. It's not stat based. It's feeling based. It's interpretation based. I don't even know why. And it's probably why so many people don't even tune in anymore. Like yeah. every time they do these Oscars, it has an even lower viewership than the previous. Yeah, I don't think people care anymore. I don't think they care. What I the think it's lost a lot of its glamour, and I feel that the media is trying to sort of push it. Like they were trying to make, like, dude. I, I'm, I'm cynical. I think they were trying to beat that story up about Angela Bassett. You know. And, yeah. you know, because it's it's just something that they can talk about and, like, apparently people have all these feelings and that way people are still talking about the Oscars. It's complete bullshit, man. I agree. Like, the whole thing... Well, they like, needed something. Like, I mean, the the only time people talked about the Oscars in the last six years is when, he is when Will Smith slapped Lady Chris Rock. So, probably yeah, the most entertaining a... moment in the Oscars that I can ever remember, you know? Yeah, and so they needed something, I guess. They were like, well, we can't we can't replicate that, but we need something to try and you know get people talking about the Oscars. have you ever thought was that just staged because at the time no 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 if you listen to chris rock's most recent stand-up yeah where he finally talks about it it's definitely not oh no i know <laughs> i know it's not but like at the time i thought it was a bit and then i heard him swearing and i was like oh this isn't a bit yeah. there's no, no way he'd I be think- swearing a lot of people did because they, they said, oh, look, Chris Rock's expecting it. I was like, no, I think Chris Rock's expecting a, a pretend slap yeah. of like, oh, I'm going to pretend to slap you because you made fun of my wife. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he thought it was like a fun joke. And game. Fun and games, yeah. You know, because you see him kind of going like, oh, you're going to come and, you know, like smack yeah. me or whatever. And then Will Smith like clocked him. Hilarious. And then you can see that lock in his face. He's like, what the fuck, man? You like really, yeah. you really hit me. Like, it's you know crazy. what I mean? He went from playful to shocked. So... I think some people thought it was staged, and it did for some parts. But then, I think when you see that look on his face after he gets slapped, well, and, like, the, no, and the, the Australian coverage and I think the Japanese coverage both had the unedited Will Smith, where he's like, "Take, take my wife's name yeah. out of your fucking mouth." That wasn't in the US; they they censored that. Whereas when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's not staged. There's no way Will Smith would be swearing, um, dropping f bombs in a in a mm. bit." You know what I mean? Like that just wouldn't happen at the Oscars, kind of thing. It was crazy. Um, what for me the most entertaining thing to happen in the Oscars that I can ever remember? I, I find the Oscars extremely dull. I wouldn't have watched an Oscars well, since. the I'll 90s. say this. I mean, not not the Oscars, but Will Smith has become a bit of a a, a butt of the joke because 100%, and he deserves now to be. At, at, at this Oscars, they made fun of saying like, if you want to win Best Actor, slap just slap one of the. Um, uh, just slap one of the presenters. Not only will you win Best Actor, but you'll get a uh, a 20-minute speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'll <laughs> be crying and sobbing. And, and so, yeah, a lot of people are making fun of, like, Will Smith. So he's definitely, wow. I mean, talk about a decision that, that you really regret. I mean, yeah, you might turn and say, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. Oscars. Like, yeah, but now you're the joke. Like, yeah. He deserves to be. He, look, a I'm a Will Smith fan from way back, but he deserves to be the butt of the joke for that behavior. Like, honestly. Like, at the end of the day, that was ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Now, we had some breaking news here. Get this. James Cameron's nine-hour Avatar 3 cut may be heading to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no, thank you. He wants to drop it. Um, on Disney Plus, along with a the theatrical version, I'm actually supportive of it because I'm like, yeah, you could put it on. You could put the you put the 
the film version out, the theatrical version, which is going to be three hours. We know James Cameron. Like, there's no reason why it won't be. And then he puts the other one out as a limited series on Disney streaming. Why not? Like a nine-hour movie cut into three parts, three-parter. Easy. Why not? Dude, like, at the end of the day, like, the guy's sitting on this billion-dollar property. He's done all this footage. Fucking, I want to gobble it up. I want to live in that world. Avatar, the okay. way what I, I and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm so justified. Actually, Richard, you know what? I've never got from you an apology. All the for time, what? many years, Stuart, then you. Everyone doubted me when I said Avatar two would be a hit. Everyone doubted me, and it was a massive hit. So, where's the uh, apology? Where's the apology? I I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call it a hit. It was a huge hit. Not really. No one's fucking talking about it. Look at it may the, have made money, but it, no one is. Like, I'm talking everyone's already it. forgotten about it. Mate, not, to me, that's not a hit. Dude, it's up there in the top earning films of all time, so it's a hit. That's mm. a hit. A hit. Mm. If you earn that much money, you've got a hit. I'm sorry. Just because, you know, people were uh, desperate. I, I Okay, so I'll give you a prediction now. The next movie will, will do far less. Well, let's do a bet right now. Let's put a lunch on it. Will the next yep. movie? Will... The, the next, the next, the next Avatar movie, whatever it is, Avatar three. Was that the third, what with the third one? Less than a billion. I reckon will be a massive drop off. Uh, okay, will it earn less than a billion? I'm saying the Avatar three will earn more than a billion dollars. Are you saying it will earn less? Uh, definitely less. All right. There's okay. Adam, the computer, and the uh, interns out there. That's an official lunch. Okay, yep. that's an official lunch. Avatar three is going to destroy Rich. You know, no, you, you honestly, no, man, no, you, you need to no. you need to check you need to yeah, check your privilege. Again, it's one of those <laughs> things where I think there was the, there was just that curiosity from everyone because it'd been so long, mm. and and you know, Avatar is it. it is a spectacle movie because it's all CG and all that. But the fact that no one is talking about it, no one is raving about it. I just think it was more curiosity this time. What and about I think me? What about nice. me? What about you? I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm hustling. Okay. Okay. I'm a guy. I've got a show. I've got a hit fucking show. I'm talking about it. There are guys out okay. there talking about it, man. Are you trying to silence us? No, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you that your voice isn't as loud as you think it is. I've got a fucking foghorn, man. I've got a foghorn. I was listening. No, I was listening. They've tuned it out then because, as I said, like, listen, you have to admit, when that first Avatar movie came out, Jesus Christ, yeah, everyone wouldn't shut up about it. Every single fucking person. Have you seen Avatar? Have you seen Avatar? Mm. Have you seen Avatar? Oh, my God, have you seen Avatar? This movie comes out, no one no one gives a shit. No one's even talking about it. Well, I And think... when I say no one, I'm talking about your general, Audience. like, Jesus Christ, I used to get the shits with people when the first Avatar movie came out. It's like, stop fucking going on about this fucking movie. Like, everyone I knew was going on about this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But that's not happening this time. So mm. I don't know if it is a hit. I just think, I think people were like, oh, okay, well, it's, it's Avatar. Let's, you know, we, let's go see it. The, the, the first movie was such a big thing. Mm. But I just think people were like, eh, okay. Yeah, you think there'll be a third film drop-off. I mean, there could be. But, but the, anyway, the bet's locked in. But I think, I, I think a substantial drop-off. Like, when you, I'm saying not even, like, uh, I, I think, like, pff, the closest it'll get to a billion is, I'm going to be generous and say 800 million. Okay. Well, that would certainly not be considered a hit. 
Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but it is interesting. And, and Rich has uh, thrown his... Uh, by the way, I watched Venom 2 again uh, last night, actually. Still an enjoyable movie for me. I'm I'm in the middle of a Venom renaissance. I'm just... I'm saturating myself in all things Venom. I'm loving it. Have you ever thought yeah, of this? Have you ever thought of this? This, this? this hit me last night. He's like Spider-Man, but amped up to evil and eating people. That that hit me last night. Have you ever? Well, thought that, of... he was yes, but yeah. not so much now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like back in the day, you know, like Spider Man. But even when he's supposedly more good now, he's still pretty evil. You know, compared to Spider Man. You know, like he's eating people and shit. Like even if they're bad guys and stuff. I mean, he's definitely more darker. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily right now. I wouldn't classify him as evil. No, anti-hero. Sure, but that's not evil. Yeah, but he's a dark anti-hero is what I'm saying. That's what I said. He's darker. He's yeah. certainly darker, yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to deny that. I'm loving him, man. I, I'm in it, dude. Have you noticed that with me? I'm totally in Venom now. I mean, it's, it, for me, it's everything now at the moment. Seeing the other day, Venom or the Rider, it's so hard to choose for the two. You know? Oh, Rider. No, <laughs> not even a competition. <laughs> I'd probably choose the Rider as well. Man, just to be out there on the open roads as the rider, wouldn't it be great? No, yeah, not even close, man. Like a fucking Spider-Man gooey knockoff, or or um, <laughs> or the rider, like riding out on your motorbike. Now, nah, I'll take it. I mean, I know the rider's a curse, but so is the Venom. So I'll take the rider. <laughs> I take the rider, man. Oh man, I, I, sometimes I wish I could. At least with the rider, I can turn any vehicle into a cool fucking fiery uh, uh, hell vehicle. Hell cycle. Yeah. No, anything. Hell bus. Hell fucking uh, bike. Hell car. Like, yeah. fucking get on a horse. Make it a hell horse. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Why not, man? Interesting. But, you know, like, yeah, you're saying you prefer that. But but Venom's cool too, though. They're, they're both very cool. Anyway, yeah. I, wa- I watched Venom 2 again, and it, it still impressed me. I think it's not a bad movie. It made, I, I checked. It made almost exactly the same amount at the US box office. It was about $212 million, But Venom 1 made a ton more internationally, which pushed the original to $800 million, And this one was about $565 million. So quite a substantial drop-off. And the entire drop-off was it was international. Venom 1 did very well globally. Um, whereas... Oh, no. Venom 1 was a big uh, hit. But, yeah, Venom 2 was not. Mm. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it, it, it was. If if you define a hit as it made a profit, yes, but it wasn't a major hit. You know, I think it underperformed from what the studio would have hoped. We've sure. we, we've had this discussion where we say, if a movie generally makes substantially less than the original the sequel, I, I I think it's a disappointment, and they would have they would have hoped. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I honestly, I would say if you do not not make, if you don't make the same or more, mm. then you are less successful because the movie should be such a hit mm. that when the sequel comes out, more people want to see it. So, sure. like, maybe even people who missed the first one, but you know, were like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I missed that movie," but there was mm. so much buzz. I'm I'm gonna go watch the second when it comes out. Mm. And like, yeah, you need to make if not the same amount of money. Because mm. at least then you pulled the same amount mm. of success, or more than no, then I, your sequel has not been successful. I mean, that's just—I think that would be common sense, right? 
Yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty reasonable. I mean, there are some. Um, how do you say? What's the word? Like uh, uh, caveats on that. If if the movie is the first one is made like so so much, and the second one very slightly less, but still an enormous amount, I still think that's look. You know, when I say same amount, I mean you've got to be within be yeah. 10, 15%. Oh, 100%. Like, no, I agree. No, that's exactly and, what I think. And maybe, right? but not, not, you can't be anything, anything less than that or anything more than that. And no, then you haven't. No, you I haven't totally agree. Richard, I'm in complete agreement with you. Isn't that, isn't that uh, interesting and novel? You know? Not really. It happens. It does happen. More often than you think. <laughs> I know, I know. But I like to f- f- stoke the fires of controversy. So, you know, get this. Um, do you ever collect the Marvel's Legends stuff? Hmm? The Marvel's Legends like figures. Have you ever collected that stuff? No, 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 no. I don't really okay. collect Marvel stuff. Okay. Well, the the Ben Riley um, Chasm is is available now. It's when they've turned Ben Riley into a villain. Can you believe that? He's now a villain again. The clone called Chasm. Again? Yeah, again, man. Yeah, they've gone back, Rich. They just can't help when, themselves. These days, when, when is Marvel not going backwards? Honestly, like oh, they just they like, flip right it. now, Marvel is like uh, Star Wars. Yeah, just go back to the past. Just let's milk the fucking past because we got no fresh new ideas. Yep. No, I, I tend to agree. Well, anyway, I mean, no offense, but even a lot of the success of the Mandalorian mm. has come from uh, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tana, like Boba Fett. Mm. showing up like let's be honest a lot of that has come from them still using like you know the the past characters the the older characters i'm mm. not saying like it, it couldn't stand on its own i'm saying even a lot of the success is like oh my god it's characters from the old movies it's like ah uh, they stuck man like and, and marvel's worse. i think marvel is worse because they are just regurgitating um, oh yeah well they can't old the, stuff their, their their policy seems to be like Basically, I mean, yeah. and I mean, it's been a while now. I mean, what have we had? We've had, uh, I, I think, have we had another contest of champions? I think we've had another civil war. We've had um, <laughs> yeah. another. Uh, what's the heroes one? Um, heroes reborn. Heroes reborn. Um, I guarantee you, we will have another kind of house of M. I'm convinced. Mm. In the next couple of years, we will have another kind of house of M. But none of them are as good as well. It's like... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. God, no. No, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, that's a hilarious thing. Like, with comic books, I find the sequel series where they're like, it's X-Men versus Avengers 2. I'm like, instead of making an opportunity to sort of really compete, they almost don't. And it's just like, wow, that was like Civil War 2. What a fucking damn squib that was. You know? Mm. That, that was Bender's on his last fucking legs just crapping out a story. And there's Civil War 2 just putting a brand name on it. And it's like, oh my god! Like you've actually somehow tarnished a legacy, if possible, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, no, no, I totally, totally agree. So anyway, for those who are interested, <laughs> Chasm is now out as a Marvel Legends figure. So they obviously think there's enough interest in Chasm, which I'm surprised by because I've heard no one talk about this. Why? Why? Why is he called Chasm? He's a bad guy, Rich. He's got a bad guy name. Yeah, but why Chasm? I don't know. It's a Chasm. Mm. It's a Chasm, Rich. Well, you know what can you say? It's a chasm, dude. It's Sounds a, stupid. To it's me, a, he stared into the abyss, and he's become evil, Richard. That's what happens when you stare into the abyss too long into the chasm. 
you become evil and it's just very sad it's just very sad one day you were a nice little clone you helped out peter parker you know you stole his job for a while you got retconned. But wait, hang on. Wait, they only turned him evil recently because the original yes. Ben wasn't evil and then he melted away. Yeah, no, it's recent, man. It's, yeah, it's but that means recent. that means recently they've turned him twice. Yes, it's not the first time. I, I've Because they even made him the Jackal recently, didn't they? Where he was <laughs> <Today>. like... <laughs> That's funny. The Jackal and he was making clones and then he was now redeeming himself became the Scarlet Spider again, but now you're saying... He's flipped again, man. Jesus Christ. He's flipped again, dude. You just can't keep up with this Ben Riley. He's a flipper. Well, it's the same with Superman. I mean, they like out Superman's identity. Oh, yeah. They put the genie back in the bottle. Then fucking Bennis comes along and goes, I'm going to do it again. And you're like, we just fucking did it, you moron. Yeah. No, it's bullshit, man. It's bullshit. And everyone I've heard who's a Spider-Man fan is fucking hating it. I've not spoken to one person. And I speak to quite a few Spider-Man comics book fans. Uh, that event, Dark Web, was panned. So badly panned, I wouldn't be surprised if that writer, Zeb McKay, loses his job. Or Zeb Wells, sorry. Zeb Wells loses his job uh, running Spider-Man. It was so badly panned. And, um, you know, Marvel. Oh, it was a hit. Like, the PR machine's in full fucking force. Oh, it was a great hit. Everyone loves it. No. The reaction, <laughs> the reaction has been muted or negative, basically. And... That's, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you've got to carry Yoshida spinning webs of lies still. You know, CB. He's throwing away the Akira Yoshida um, persona, but he's still lying. You know? <laughs> still lying from Marvel HQ. Fuck him. You know, guess what? I came across um, when I was packing, I came across Akira Yoshida's Wolverine, Soul Taker. Still available. <laughs> $200 US, I will I will sell it to anyone who, who wants to pay $200 US. Akira Yoshida, in his glory days, man, in his Japanese oh, alias, good, man. Good luck with that, thing. It's available. Do you want it, Rich? $200? I'll, I'll give you 10% I, off. I'll give you 10% off. I, I do not. <laughs> do you love my 10%? I'll give you 10%. <laughs> Mate, you can give me 90% off and I still don't want it. <laughs> Well, that seems to be a pattern with this book. I've been trying to shift this book. I tried to shift it when the scandal broke because I felt that was my chance, you know? But no one cared, unfortunately. Nope. And um, I don't think they still care. Yeah. Now, you've got some news here about global comics. What's going on, Rich? Um, yeah, so apparently there's a, a digital platform called Global Comics, which uh, has just um, struck a deal with uh, uh, Image, mm. Boom... Um, Archie okay. comics, some really? uh, manga ones, that sort of stuff to mm -hmm. expand their library. So mm -hmm. they are obviously looking to provide an alternative to mm. comicsology or provide a new home to people that maybe, you know, got burned by comicsology or not enjoying the comicsology. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's interested, it's called Global Comics. Uh, a lot sure. of image and boom and all that sort of stuff will be on there. Okay. At some point. Can I ask a question? How, like, I understand the Amazon book Comicsology, but like, why am I burnt by them? That's why I've still got all my Comicsology comic books at work. Like, um, what's the no, burn? but I, I mean, I guess that one, it, a lot of people complain it doesn't work properly, right? It's, um, not being updated. It's yeah. um, not going to be getting any new stuff, or mm. like, well, that's why I mean, burnt. Like, you you had this okay. platform, and now. Yeah, you still have your stuff, but 
it's no, it's no use going forward. Mm. But why it's still working? Like, I mean, no, I'm still reading on it. No, but I mean, um, aren't they supposed to be like um, shattering it at some point? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, because what could ha- yeah, I hear what you're saying. What what could happen is on Kindle, um, you can access all the Comicsology books if you wanted to. Basically, so it wouldn't surprise me if one day Comicsology shuts, and so that you have to read those books on the Kindle app. Basically, that wouldn't stun me if that happened. I think that's what yeah. everyone's worried is going to happen, and I think probably will happen at some point. Hopefully, I mean, I'm just hoping if I can get another five years out of it, you know, like fuck it, like you know, I don't know if I'll be alive in five years, you know, really, you know, like <laughs> no, seriously, like in all honesty, like I'm staring at the fucking abyss. You know, I'm hearing people dropping dead. This wire guy just dropped dead in his house. It could happen, man. The Reaper comes. I mean, how much? I, I'm thinking short term, dude. I'm thinking short term. I'm playing. I'm playing moves for now. You know, uh, global comics. Uh, good luck to them. But I'm, you know, I don't know. If I have to read on Kindle, I will. I don't care that much. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> like, well, maybe I want Kindle. Okay. Yeah, I guess. No, I'm, I'm just giving you the news, Dave. Yeah, Do I'm with just, it as you will. I'm just reacting to this because I'm grumpy. Now, you, you know why I'm grumpy? Because you've got a Shazam 2 review. Give me the review. I, I'm going to stay silent and then I'm going to ask my questions at the um, end. It's, uh, it's actually, it's, it's better than Black Adam. Okay. Um, uh, do I think that you'll come out of it going, oh my God, what a great movie? No. I mean, I'd probably give it a 7.5. That's high. Um, it's, it's enjoyable. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I don't have a, 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 a massive, like, um, hate boner for, uh, That's Zachary fucking... Levi. So, yeah, I um, I actually, I quite like him. Uh, I do like that uh, it's a very cool story of 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 Freddy and it, it very much focuses a bit more on the, the the core three characters which I like so Mary um Billy and Freddy are kind of more good the the the, the focus good. Um, of this Mary not as much it's very much a Freddy and Billy mm-hmm. kind of thing and all that but she she, she has um, um uh, she has a chance um, to shine is what you're saying she, yeah she's got a bit of a chance to shine um and you know i mean again considering that i think considering that the rock fucked over this this character in this franchise mm. um by <laughs> not wanting to be a villain in it and they haven't sort of you know because let's be honest i mean it's like it's like making a movie with batman but then you're not allowed to have a movie with a joker yeah, you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. like you, you you're kind of like okay there are other ones but like his biggest villain yeah yeah like is black adam like 100 that's that's just it and now you've kind of deprived that so that you know so now they've got these the the sisters of uh, atlas and you know what it's it's uh helen mirren lucy lou fantastic as the um the antagonist that's good um uh my girlfriend said that uh she actually enjoyed this one more than the first one cool um uh you know this one had more action in it and there's a little bit bigger budget and all that so she thought um, she actually she, she thought it was better than the first ones. That doesn't surprise but, me. I mean, it's a it's a fine movie. It, it's definitely look a lot of the humor is a little bit kiddie because yeah. I mean it is supposed to be a bit more young, yeah, yeah, young adult sort of kid movie and all that. But I mean, it still has its moments. You know, it's got some darker sort of stuff. And uh, no, I mean overall, I enjoyed it. Um, 
it's uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a third one because um, apparently the third movie, if they make one, will be Mr. Mine. Um, mm-hmm. Which who's, I who's like the it. baddie in this? Uh, the daughters of Atlas. Okay, never heard of them. So it's a re- okay. So it's a really interesting story where the daughters of Atlas, obviously mm. Atlas being one of the gods of powers that mm. Billy has. Mm. Um, th- in this sort of story, the wizard stole the powers. Okay. Um, of the gods and left their realm with no magic. Who plays so the they... wizard? I don't even remember the wizard. Oh man, it's that it's that um African guy. Uh, I never remember his oh, name. Oh, because they made the like... wizard like uh black, didn't they? At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, Jeff, the racist Jeff Johns did that in the New Fifty Two <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> Um, you know, he, the, the, the guy that hates black people, he made the wizard yeah, black. That's, that was such a weird thing where Jeff Johns was supposedly racist for God knows how they got to that conclusion. I don't even remember. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so again, it's very, a very interesting story and they're trying to, um, and, and of course, uh, look. Very interesting. Do I, it doesn't sound very interesting. It sounds okay. Uh, no, but again, it's, it's not a, it's not an overly, like what I like about it, it's not an overly complex um, no, it sounds like a good, simple superhero rom. sort of plot. That yeah. They, um, I mean, there is a bit of a twist, not a twist, but like uh, uh, one of the sisters kind of goes rogue mm. and it's more evil than the others. Is that Lucy Liu? Yeah. Yeah, what a surprise. Um, I, got... no, I, I enjoyed it. I, it okay. was about two hours. Sounds um, all right. Who's, what's the Gal Gadot woman... cameo? What's the Gal Gadot cameo? So that audition. happens at the end. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a um, credit scene. She's she's in the movie, but she doesn't come until the end of the. Movie. Um, I wasn't a big fan of her cameo. And, and what? So describe it to me, though. What happens? Uh, okay, so I will say spoilers now. So yeah, spoilers, if anyone... kids. No, no, That's no. It. Honestly, like the the ending is a bit of a a, a bit of a spoiler. So spoiler, um, spoiler. I'm going to spoil it. I'm just giving people some time to. <laughs> Skip a little bit if they want to. So uh, Billy actually uh, sacrifices himself right. to destroy um, uh, the Lucy Luke character and the tree. Uh-huh. So they, they planted the tree of life, uh-huh. which is going to basically destroy Earth and all that sort of stuff. So he actually sacrifices himself mm. to to blow it all up. Right. And um, the staff has now run out of juice. And so like no one's got the powers. The... And they're like, can't you do anything? And he goes, there yeah, blah blah blah, and that's when Wonder Woman pops up and says, "Not exactly," or, or or something, and then she uses her god to um, uh, recharge the staff, basically, and bring um, uh, Billy back to life. Oh, so she Wonder Woman uses her powers to recharge the staff. Is that what she does? Yeah, yeah. What power um, is that? I've never, never known Wonder Woman to have that power. Um. Well, I mean, technically, she's a god killer, so I think she's a god. Right. Because, I mean, isn't she supposed to be the daughter of Zeus? I mean... Yeah, but I've never seen, like, Wonder Woman do just a lay on hands. No, so it's not like a lay on hands. It's just that the staff needs to absorb a a bit of a god's power to... to So is she less powerful now? Um... Mm, does it matter? She's probably not going to be in any more movies. Okay, so Wonder Woman has a pretty gratuitous cameo at the very yeah, end. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a, like, oh, really? Like, we, we're doing this whole... It kind of felt like a bit of a, like, geez, that's a... Uh, that, that's a... Uh, contractual. 
con- uh, contrivance or yeah. convenience or something like that. Like she just rocks up and goes, here I am to like bring him back to life, you know, because we need him to come back to life. Day ex machina, uh, basically. Yeah, so that, 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 that I didn't really enjoy about... Um, um, like I feel like if you had maybe introduced her... Because the thing is, they actually put a bubble over yeah. Philadelphia. So that so you could have actually introduced Wonder Woman earlier on, but mm. then she couldn't get involved because yeah. you know, no no one could get through the bubble. And then she can still be there to save him. Mm. You know. So yeah. I kind of feel like they could have done a bit better job of setting up and not just have her come out of the fucking blue. Mm. Um although I mean they do say in the movie that Billy's got a bit of a crush but I mean A bit of a crush um, on Wonder Woman, yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, he wants to get her number and all that sort of shit. But um, no, as I said, I mean, for me, I, I enjoyed it. Do I wish it was more classical uh, Captain Marvel? Yes. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not the biggest fan of this whole, like, you know, six members with the powers and, you know, we, we, you know we're just ticking off, you know, okay, well, we've got the Mexican, we've got the Asian, we've we got, got the, the fatty, we've got, got the fatty. You know, yeah. all fat and gay and, you know, we've got the nerd <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It's, I just feel like it's a it's a yeah. checklist. It's like, lame. Of, it, it's lame, but, uh, dude, it's what they want to do these days, yeah. you know. Um, but, again, I, I enjoyed it. Do I, I don't think it's going to set any, you know, it's not going to break any um, records. I don't think it's going to be like, like, a billion dollars or anything like no. that. It's definitely a smaller name. And to be fair, I do think probably Black Adam has definitely hurt mm. the this movie, unfortunately. I think if it Black Adam had been more successful in a better movie, it would have helped this movie. Mm. Um as I said, I do think this movie this movie for me is better than Black Adam, but I just think Black Adam burned people because again it's very similar. Oh, I will say this the costumes are so much better. Wow, like Jesus mm. Christ, like a hundred times better are the costumes in this movie than the first movie, so that's that's good. Um, but no, it's a good, look, you know what? I think there's got a lot of heart in the movie. I think, you know, Freddie and, and Billy, they, the character and the story that they're telling this, I, just, I, I think it's, you know, I, I enjoyed it. You I thought like it was you're good. loving it, man. Like you're going right into it. Like I'm just like, Jesus. I get okay. it's a 7.5. I mean, yeah, 7.5 um, is a high score. Well, again, well, I like it because Freddie and Billy, that's more classical. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, the two of them sort of maybe having... Um, well, Billy Billy rugby. did play Captain Marvel Jr., which was Elvis Presley's favourite superhero, so that does get a tick from me for that. No, no, Freddie did, not Billy. So I said Freddie, yeah. No, you said Billy. I thought I said Freddie. No. Well, Freddie played him. Freddie the Cripple, yeah, played, yes. played, played um, Captain Marvel Jr., yeah. Uh, but look, uh, do I think you should go watch it at the movies? I'm not no, saying it. Dude, I'm not it. saying it at the movies. But no. I, I would recommend if it comes to streaming. I will definitely watch. No, I, I will. I will watch it on the streaming. I will watch it on streaming for sure. Why not? You might go. Oh, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like I think you might get some enjoyment. Yeah. No, I will. I will watch it on the streaming for sure. But but thank you for that. And review. you know what? I know that one of your comments because she is pretty good looking. Mm. One of your comments will be like, "Oh, that Mary Marvel." Mm. <laughs> yeah, but actually, I no, I, I agree already. I'm nodding. Um, now you've got some news about, um, oh, so speaking of Shazam, mm. uh, apparently Mark Wade is going to be doing a, I don't know if it's going to be a, a limited run mm. or, or an ongoing or something, but he's going to be doing a Captain Flash Shazam book. Mm. And apparently he's going to kind of do away with the. Um, I think he's going to do away with the family thing, um, mm. and he's going to bring it back to a more traditional 
Um, what does feel... more traditional mean? I always thought Shazam had a family. Like, he had all these crippled kids and stuff and whatever. No, so basically it was really only the three of them that shared the power. So it was only Oh, just Mary. Three... What about the uncle? Oh, that was like a once in a blue moon thing. Okay. The, right. the uncle was kind of a bit more comic relief okay. and kind of thing and all that. So, What about the tiger? Is he in the movie? Uh, no. No, he gets a, That's he gets bullshit. a mention. That's you know bullshit, I mean? dude. That's bullshit that Tony Tiger doesn't get a run. You know? That's uh, fucking garbage, I, man. You know, but again, they may, they may add that in. Um, not happy. Not happy. Prefer the, how maybe, it used to be. Maybe he'll make an appearance in the uh, in the third movie. If they Get ready for this, make... Rich. I prefer oh. how it used to be. How it was in uh, 58, man. You know? And, I'll, and by the way, the end credits, mm. um, James Gunn mm. somehow manages to get his wife get her another appearance in a fucking movie. Who's, um, what, so who's his wife? I don't even know. Like, Harcourt? You know, from... Yeah, the the chick that plays Hardcore from the Suicide Squad and the um oh yeah the, yeah oh yeah you know the blonde chick um that's his wife um oh, really so she gets to have a cameo in this where she basically goes to to Billy mm. and uh, says is he interested in joining the Justice and then he's like oh fuck yeah 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 I'm down I'm down and then she goes society and he goes uh, what what what's the society like is isn't it the League or something. Right. What's the one Wonder Woman's in kind of thing? And I'll get again. He's got a, he's got a crush on Wonder Woman, and yeah. So that's the thing is where they he's been invited to join a Justice Society, mm. which is apparently set up by Amanda Waller somehow. But wouldn't you be loving that? Help. Isn't Justice Society your favorite? Not even done by fucking Amanda Waller, man. <laughs> Not if you've got fucking Harcourt rocking up, <laughs> going, "Yeah, I'm in charge of the Justice." Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Get back. Yeah, no, that sounds a bit desperate. Like, and they, then they set up Mister Mind again. So the second end credits was Sylvanas uh, in uh, Sylvana in a still in the cell now beard, and Mister Mind is talking to him. Okay, the worm. Yeah, you see the worm. Yeah, cool. That's cool. All right. Well, okay. That sounds a bit better than I expected. But uh, anyway, oh, mm. and they also be referring to him now as the captain. In the Mark Wade. Absolutely hate it. And when I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have a monologue here for a second. When I think of the captain, I think of what Captain America um when he rescinded the title and I believe US agent or something was the the Captain America and Captain America I think became the captain. Something happened like that anyway. My point is it's a Captain America thing and I think this is so stupid for them to no. be calling him the captain. Uh- no, so the captain is not going to be his actual name. It's just going to be how people refer to him, like kind of like I'm a not. nickname. I'm not. They're going to be like, hey, captain, like the people in the book. Which not me. I definitely prefer people saying, hey, captain, instead of fucking Shazam. Like, mm. fucking Shazam, I hate Shazam. Listen, I, no, I, 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 I prefer Shazam. Shazam. I'm, taking, I'm taking captain. If the options were Captain Marvel, Shazam, or the captain, Captain Marvel in a heartbeat... If I fucking hate calling him Shazam, but I hate calling him the captain even more. Like, dude, you don't call anyone the captain. You don't address someone as, hey, the captain. No, so they won't say the captain, and that's not going to be his superior name. His superior name is still going to be Shazam, mm. but he's going to have characters in the book like refer to him as, hey, captain, like as in a nickname, as in, but didn't they always the call him Cap? Wasn't he constantly called Cap all the time? Mm, I know Captain America's called Cap all Maybe I'm confused. Well, you've got to remember, they used to just call him, like, Big Red or yeah, Cheese. Big Cheese and all this shit. Like, 
I don't know, man. Like, whatever. I, I fucking hate it. Like, frankly, he should still be called Captain Marvel. Like, yeah, I agree. I yeah. mean, I understand that you can't call the books Captain Marvel, but but they I mean, never did, did they? Didn't they always? No, oh, no, no. Originally, like original, yeah. original, yes. But when DC got it and Parish Shazam, they lost the rights. They called it Parish Shazam, but they still refer to him as Captain Marvel. But then they decided at some point to stop calling him Captain Marvel. It's their weaklings and cowards, you know? Yeah. Fucking yeah, I would I would have kept that. But like, how pussy are they? That when their big decision is we're not going to call him Shazam, we're going to call him the Captain. Why don't you just call him Captain Marvel and just fucking lay it out and say, yeah, we're competing. We're serious. You know, I, I would. I would. Like, fuck sure. it. Why not? You're in. Like seriously. Like don't be so ashamed of your own fucking product. A, a, a fucking character that you fucking pilfered from someone else anyway. So why not? And also, the, the Captain Marvel you bought pre-fucking dates Marvel's Captain Marvel. Yeah, Marvel's fucking Captain Marvel, Marvel is like lame. You know, super lame. <laughs> yeah, like it's it. Yeah, like exactly. The real Captain Marvel, in all fairness, has been around a lot longer than fucking Carol Danvers and her crew. You know. Well, not even Carol Danvers. I'm talking about even the original. Marvel. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's in the who cares category. I know, I know people like <laughs> people love him. Like, but I I'm like I couldn't give a fucking shit about the original Captain Marvel. Um, but even he's well after who I consider the real Captain Marvel. Like the real Captain Marvel was like in the 40s, wasn't he? Like Shazam. Yeah, uh, 40s. yeah, yeah. Would have, uh, late 40s. Yeah. Because yeah. he lost oh, a lawsuit. I, I the uh, it was really cool. I uh, the the guy that played Billy Batson in the in the old seventies. Uh, oh yeah, like, yeah. yes. Show he has a cameo in this. That's good. See, no, I like that as well, and that's a way of at least nodding to someone who kept that Shazam flame alive. You know. Yeah, like that's good. So he had, he had they should cameo. also bring in Isis, the chick. I guess they can't call her Isis anymore, but you know the chick I mean. She was mm. she was from the same um, superhero block. They obviously would have to change your name. We can't call her a terrorist organization, but um, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is, again, that's going to be wasted because I think they were going to do Black Adam, and now you don't even have Black Adam for this, and so... Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, big news about Dungeon Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I am so fucking excited for this movie. Uh, characters from the beloved 80s animated D&D series will appear in the upcoming film, Rich. Um, so a, a new clip came out titled Let the Games Begin showing the heroes about to partake in a challenge hosted by Hugh Grant's Forge Fitzwilliam. Two other teams are also shown competing in the challenge, with one of them being the cast of the animated Dungeons & Dragons, which aired for three seasons on CBS between 83 and 85. The six characters can be spotted at the 59 second mark before entering the maze, and again at the 1 minute 55 mark, which shows Bobby the Barbarian opening a chest and pulling out a weapon, much to the delight of his fellow party. That's fucking awesome. My question is, are they kids, or are they grown up now? I don't know. Well, I don't know, Rich. Maybe you should have been on that, you know? Why? Um, first time I found out about it. Well, yeah, I'm breaking news all over the place tonight. Listen, hey, listen, listen. Listen, buddy. Listen. You're the Dungeons & Dragons guy, okay? If you want the news, go find it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew you'd fire back there, and I was lobbing a few bombs your way, and at first I didn't think you were listening, and suddenly you, just, you perked up there. Um, I'm excited by it, man. Uh, breaking news, James Gunn is officially directing Superman Legacy, and he did this. God, he likes to... Oh, by the way, I just want to say, I would I would prefer the Dungeons & Dragons movie if it was the original character. 
Like, not necessarily the, oh, we're kids, we're trapped, but if they just said, we're going to take those exact characters mm. and just make them actual, like... Well, they're in the film, Rich, so now you no, can no. feel happier. Adult characters, and they were the main characters. They were just like, okay, we're going to have the, you know, the the, the, the barbarian yeah. uh, chick. We're going to have the... No, was it the barbarian? No, she wasn't... Uh, the barbarian was the little kid. Um, was the little kid. But anyway, just take those characters, age them acrobat. up to actual adults, and not have them be like uh, isekai characters who got sucked into the world and just go, just these are the characters. Same names, same look, mm. but now we're going to still tell the same story. I would have, oh man, that, that would have been cool instead of... Just like, how been. different is it? Like, is it that different that you can't cope? Like, there's other characters. I just think it would have been really cool <laughs> if it was those characters, though. Okay. I just think it would be really cool. Well, yeah, but that's relying on a very old, old fucking show that only real hardcore. Geeks oh no, but you're not relying on it, though. Is my point because it still works by itself, even if well, you never watched. Well, I did see that's a quote point. from one of the directors where he's saying when they were talk discussing the movie, they did discuss whether to bring in the characters like a Jumanji experience, like in the original cartoon show, and they decided no, they didn't want to break that wall. Um, so that was discussed, but at least they're thrown in as an Easter egg. I think even that's pretty cool, personally. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm kind of down for it. I'm, I'm so fucking excited for this, for this movie. I, I know I'm going to get disappointed. I'm just building it up too much in my head. Uh, Willow, the sequel series to the 1988 film, which I also hated, is starring Warwick Davis has been cancelled after one season. No one was calling for a Willow fucking TV series. This was ridiculous. Oh God, no, 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 my friend, my friend. No one was calling for it, but since it's, uh, which by the way, the, the, the lead guy is, try to soften and say oh it's not cancelled it just hasn't been renewed we've got right. we've got stories and when it's ready to go we we'll, we're gonna we, you know we, we, we'll, we'll do it um but it's not actually cancelled it's just not renewed wow um, and then of course there's all these people going oh my god another another show that has lgbtq is cancelled everyone's doing this on purpose just so unbelievable i don't think anyone gave a shit about willow frankly no there are they listen just go and look at all the 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 nut jobs who Mm. who who complain about uh representation complaining about its cancellation who probably most of them didn't even fucking watch they just knew that there was a lesbian in it i've got a question for you and i just want to get your answer There, there was a news item i saw today that uh, like a um, college fraternity or something was doing a um, St. Patrick's Day event and they hired a dwarf, like, you know, a short person to play a leprechaun, like a paid gig. And it, the, there was controversy reported and people were complaining and stuff. And a lot of people were like, well, they did hire a dwarf to play a fucking leprechaun who's happy to take the gig. So why are we so offended on, his, on this person's behalf? Like, I don't think that's wrong. Like, what, are you supposed to find a real fucking leprechaun? Um, they've gone for the dwarf. Seems decent. I mean, what about Santa? We, many a fucking dwarf has played, whatever the right term is now, I'm not sure, short person, dwarf, whatever, has played, you know, the Santa's elves and stuff over the years. Like, what, what, what are they complaining about? They're just complaining. I don't know. They're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they hired a dwarf to play a leprechaun. Like, they were just they were up in arms on Facebook, and I was just like, what the fuck were they supposed to do? Like, this was a paid gig. The the, the dwarf accepted the role, just like a mini-me played fucking mini-me in, in whatever it was called, that Austin's Powers stuff. Like, what, they're not allowed to have jobs now? Actually, I think he was a midget. Okay. 
I'm just saying. What the fuck is the difference? Uh, midges are actually smaller than. <laughs> okay, well, whatever, man. Like my point is that they uh, surely they're allowed jobs, aren't they? Like, what are we saying? We can't. Yeah, who, yeah but again, so the the question always comes down, Dave, when you want what's happening. Mm. Are dwarves complaining or are wackadoos who are no, not dwarves? No, wackadoos. Wackadoos. It was in exactly. the, is in the paper, In man. which case, they are, as per usual, are getting offended on someone else's behalf who's not offended. But they're also offended by a guy who's got a paying job, who's taken the job. You know, and it's like it's like when that fucking guy who played um, Peter Dinklage, remember he was crying and pissing and moaning about something like to do with casting and and how dwarves shouldn't have to play all these roles playing dwarves he just wanted to play normal roles and one of the oh, other... he was complaining about the seven dwarves were offensive that's right yeah, that's right yes he was and that remember that other guy said who elected Peter Ninklage king of the dwarves you know mm. and it was another and then dwarf. Disney I said okay well we'll just do CGI dwarves and then all the other fucking great man I don't exactly have that many jobs I can't and... believe that seven dwarves in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves can't be played by real dwarves. I thought that would be exactly well, perfect. They should have, and they were going to, but Peter Dinklage complained, and now they're just going to be CGI That's bullshit. Creatures. That's bullshit to me. That's absolute bullshit. Like, that's, like, that's fucked up, actually. That's like in uh, Wizard of Oz, the... I forget what they're called. You know, the things in Wizard of Oz. I don't know what if they're leprechauns or whatever they are, but they're played by dwarves. Or midgets or whatever they are, like they're everywhere, all through that movie. You know the guys I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Or like, what about the Oompa Loompas? <laughs> Oompa Loompas. Were, yeah. The Oompa Loompas were played by midgets, weren't they? I mean, I'm, I'm stretching my memory back to a film I saw 40 years ago, but yeah, the Oompa, yeah, the Oompa Loompas were dwarfs. Yeah. But like, who else is going to play them? Like, if not them, it's going to be little kids. So. If I'm a dwarf actor, I'd be lobbying hard for those roles because there's only so many of them. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I One thing I don't understand is how these guys are in trouble for it. Like, because it's like they're doing a St. Patrick's Day event. Leprechaun is a massive thing. Uh, fucking any St. Patrick's Day thing. Like, we all know, we, like, you know, it's playing into all the cliches of Ireland and stuff. And everyone's loving it, by the way. If you're bothering to go, if you don't like it, stay at home. I saw Tony Isabella on Facebook saying how much he hates St. Patrick's Day. Well, fuck off, Tony Isabella. Don't come. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. Seriously, he, he, he's pissing and moaning about how it encourages drinking. Oh, go fuck yourself. You know? Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself, pal. You know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And now we're not allowed to have dwarves as leprechauns. Well, as I said, what are we supposed to find real leprechauns? What at the end of the rainbow? Isn't there a leprechaun or something rich? Isn't that the legend with a bag of gold? Yeah. As far well, as I'm aware, there's the a legend. The funny thing is, the you know that leprechaun horror series? Never seen it, but yeah, I know of it. Yeah, yeah but that, that that leprechaun is played by Warwick Davies. Okay. A yeah, dwarf. He's, a, he's a dwarf, yeah. Warwick Davies so, is know. playing dwarves, isn't he? Like, I don't know. Like, Well, he's playing a dwarf in Willow right now. He's reprising his... I don't understand what option they have. Like, what are they supposed to play? Like, just dwarves. But, like, you could be a dwarf as a bank teller, you know? But if you're not that, then it's going to be a dwarf in fantasy of some sort, like a dwarf in Harry Potter or something, you know, playing a shorter role, shorter stature role. Like, Mm. unfortunately, 
that those are your options. Like, yes, you could play. Uh, you could be a lawyer or something. And yes, I'm sure that this, that's this happened. But as well, in the industry, there's going to be a lot of roles that call you to be like whatever Warwick Davies plays. You know, he plays whatever fucking Willow is. I don't even know the fucking show, but I know it sucks. But he's in that. I, I, I'm still stunned that Peter Dinklage is saying, no, the dwarves shouldn't be playing the seven dwarves. Like, fuck, I'd be like, I'd be like, like you don't have to, good, less competition. I'll be one, I'll, I'll be sneezy, I'll be sleepy, I'll be grumpy. I'll be, I don't know if I could be happy, but I could certainly be grumpy or sneezy. Bashful. <laughs> well, seriously, they're all good roles for a dwarf, if you ask me. Great franchise. Oh, look, Peter Dinklage, is, he's, he's high on his own supply because of Game of Thrones. If it wasn't for Game of Thrones, no one would care less about what he has to say about anything. Like, he's milking Game of Thrones. He thinks he is the king's hand, doesn't he, Rich? You know what I mean? He's Yeah, well, I mean, well, as I said, he probably thinks he is king of the... King of the dwarves. King of the dwarves. Juran. Um, anyway, whatever, man. It's just, it's just bullshit to me. But, um, oh, yeah, you've got the news here. But now, Nemesis the Warlock, a definitive edition, is coming out in December, I believe. So not for some time, but this will collect, I think, the first half of the Nemesis the Warlock series uh, from 2000 AD. I highly recommend people to, to check this out. Pick up the definitive edition and check this shit out because it is awesome. And, in fact, has some of the artwork by Kevin O'Neill, who is doing the artwork in the trade of the week this week, Rich. Okay. Now, are you familiar with John Ritter? Remember he was in a few shows before he passed passed away? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Three's Company, yeah? Yep, correct. And I believe his son, Jason Ritter, who looks a hell of a lot like him, has been cast as a lead opposite Kathy Bates in the CBS drama pilot Matlock, a new take on the classic legal TV drama that starred Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, what do you think about Kathy Bates? As Matlock, Rich, and oh, we were discussed this the other. Did we? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm vague memories. Was, was, was she supposed to be his daughter or something? Well, or? there was speculation by me and others that she might be, but remember there was that conversation. She was the only possible choice, and I was like, really? Like, mm. okay, yeah, what was there? Was there only like two people available? Like, I like Kathy Bates, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, Matlock, yeah, for sure, like. He was an older Southern gentleman, uh, never lost yeah, a case. I don't know. Look, I've got nothing against Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, I think, is a fantastic actress. Mm, um, she is. In great movies. Um, and, and you know what? Also doesn't take herself too seriously. Has been in some funny comedies. I think she could be um, good in the role. I actually think this could work. Um, I do think it could work. But again, I'm just... It's so hard because it's like the... It's like these things you like when they complain about, like, oh, the Oscars are too white. And then the very next Oscars, mm. like, all the awards go to, like, you know... Um, Asians and stuff. You know, yeah, Asian, but you go, hmm, geez, I wonder if that is, you know... Reaction to... Like, yeah. the, the, the best or whatever. And then the problem is, is, like, you just keep hearing about all these older franchises that are now getting recreated women. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you just go, like, Jesus, like, is this because it's a good decision? Like, is this because it's best? Or is it just because... Like, no, we, we, we just want everything... Well, they're trying to be trendy. They're trying to be trendy, I mean, clearly. Yeah, like, but I mean, again, I don't know. You know my you know my view. Um, make something new. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, considering Matlock was very much an Andy Griffith's vehicle... Um, you know, 
Um, I don't. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't see everyone rushing to remake uh, Murder She Wrote and and change it to Murder He Wrote or Murder. Oh hey, oh, Murder They Wrote. Well, like, ironically, if they did Murder She Wrote, I, you know what I bet would it would be it would be a younger um, lead, probably of color uh, and female. Look, it would be no wrong, Dave. Transgender. Wrong. It would be a non-binary, and there sure. would be Murder Z Wrote. <laughs> yeah but like yeah but hilariously i don't think it would be like in all fairness to angela lansbury she was getting up there when she took the role uh, i don't think it would be old i think they would cast young honestly i think that's how hypocritical they well, are you know in a way i almost like i actually kind of saw um castle mm. as a modern version of murder she wrote mm. right it's a it's a it's a author mm who gets involved in police work. Yeah. And helps the police solve crimes. Was, was he in Cabot Cove? No, but I'm saying it's a, to me, it's like it's a modern version of, no, I hear what you're of, of that show. And so my point is, I'm okay with you using something as inspiration or saying, hey, you know, let's do another Matlock, but let's just use Matlock as inspiration and do something modern or you know, new with it or something, not just like, I mean, maybe they are, but I don't know. Again, but again, as you say, you call in a Matlock, Jesus Christ. I mean, most of the younger people are not going to know what Matlock Oh, yeah. Like, Matlock hasn't been a factor. I mean, Andy Griffiths, I think, died. You know, I, I think Matlock was off the air by about 1990, I don't well, think. I'm convinced that there'd be people probably even in their 30s who'd be like, Matlock. Like, yeah. forget about young people. There'd be people in their 30s who don't even yeah, I mean, apparently it went to 95, but it certainly its heyday was the 80s, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, even people in their 30s were born in the 90s, so, you know, you're not a five-year-old watching yeah. Matlock. So, yeah, I, I just don't think that many people, you know, I think you've got to be, like, 40-plus, like, yeah. 40, 50. And, yeah, probably they'd be like, yeah, I don't, I'll, I'll just watch the old Matlock. <laughs> well, that's how I feel. I mean, dude, we watched it. I watched more Matlock than I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> due, due, due to lack of options, and it was on around dinner time at our table, I saw plenty of Matlock, and believe me, it was a show of its time. It was very formulaic. It was okay. I mean, he was interesting. He was he had character, the Andy Griffiths. You could tell he knew what he was doing, but, like, when it finished and faded away, I was like, I've watched more Matlock than I want to in my life. You know, and if they're going to come back now and make it really hard hitting, which Matlock was not hard hitting at all, it was like super softball, just like Murder She Wrote. They weren't, you know, yes, people died and stuff, but it wasn't like um, watching the fucking Wire or the Shield or something. You know, like it was, it was mm. very sort of. Oh yeah, it was a bit tongue in cheek. It was a bit, you know, light hearted. Yes. Like I mean, they were, it was definitely it was still crime and all that, but it was more of a light hearted, like yeah, you know, old man approach. Yeah, it was. Well, like Murder, She Wrote. It was like Murder, She Wrote. Similar. Yeah, yeah it was similar. People are dying, and you're solving murders, and you're dealing with nasty people, but it's it's more humorous. Exactly, yeah. And, and actually, I preferred Murder, She Wrote. I, I saw both of them, a lot of both of them, and I would, I, if, if asked, I would have said I slightly prefer Murder, She Wrote. Um, slightly. And, and yet I saw, because again, it was on at dinner time, and just like we were saying, you only had so many channels. Mm. And one of my parents probably didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Like, as in it was okay to watch kind of thing, you know? And so we saw plenty of it, but God, you know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly going, let's buy the box set to Murder She Wrote either, frankly. Jesus. 
Um, you've, <laughs> you've seen three episodes of Murder, She Wrote. You've seen the whole thing. Now, The Rock, by the way, I wanted to bring this up, Rich. Uh, came out talking some, not trash, but like he got asked on the on the red carpet, the Oscars, about Black Adam. And he, he, he was going, all that I could do and all that we could do when we were making Black Adam was to put our best foot forward and surround ourselves with the best people and do the best movie we could. Our audience scores in the 90s. Critics took a couple of shots, but that's just the business of it. It's almost like when you have a pro football team and your quarterback wins the championships and your head coach, which, head coach wins championships and then a new owner comes in and says, not my coach, not my quarterback. I'm going to go with somebody new. And he was explaining how he's not going to be doing any more Black Adam movies and... He's not hearing from the studio, and I think his reputation is a bit in the toilet at the moment. I think The Rock's having a bit of a crisis of confidence. Um, well, it's funny because even Kevin Hart came out and basically said he's done with The Rock. Um, yeah. not, not in like a super negative way, but, you know, people are saying like, you know, because they've done a couple of movies together, yeah. and uh, apparently there's another, they probably might be doing another Jumanji movie, mm-hmm. but he has basically said that's going to be like, Whenever that Jumanji movie, if it makes, when it makes, that's going to be his last one. He wants to go off and do different stuff, um, pursue different things. So basically, what he was saying is like that'll be him and Rock's last really? collab together. They've done tons of movies together, haven't they? Um, oh, they've well, they've few. done the Jumanjis, they've done the CIA stuff, and they've always seemed to be buddy buddy, kind of online, mm. ribbing each other and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, yeah, I think I think the Rock. There might be a bit of shine off the old rock at the mm. moment. I think people are like, "Yeah, we're a bit over you now." Like, as yeah, you know, you know, it's you're just the rock. Like, no offense. <laughs> like, you don't really bring much. <laughs> well, you know, like I mean, he's he's had his day in the sun for a long time. So I mean, if he has to sort of, if his notch goes down a little bit, it's been pretty high for a long time. So he's had a pretty good run at the ball. So yeah, look, yeah, run. he's had his moment in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah. I mean, if it goes, it goes. But uh, I think people are kind of like, I, I do think people are a bit like, eh, you know, well, we've he, seen what we need to see. He also made such a big, I mean, Rock's had many movies and, and quite a lot of them haven't been huge hits. But he made a, he he invested a lot of his kind of cachet into that Black Adam. You know, like he really invested in that movie in a, in a way uh, that it's comparative, I would almost say failure, uh, reflects poorly on him. I mean, it's just the story of Hollywood. Uh, that said, do I think The Rock's got about six more projects lined up that The Rock's cooking? Yes, I do, you know. Um, but again, you see, that's, that's my problem with The Rock is that um, I, I think lately I think The Rock's ego has gotten the better of him, yeah. as I said, because... I he wanted to be basically a Superman character, right? Yeah. He didn't want to play the villain. Like he wanted to be not necessarily the well, not necessarily like the goody two shoe hero. Yeah. But he wanted to be the good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even if it's an anti hero or a darker hero, he wanted to be the good guy. He had no interest in playing the villain. Mm. Even if it was just a villain for like one and a half movies or two movies, mm. and then maybe getting a spin off where that character has a bit of a redemption sort of story. No, wasn't interested in that. No, 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 no. Fuck Shazam. I, I, I want Black Adam to be its own thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, he's so stupid, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> hey, it's weird too. That's because... ego. That's just ego, man. Like. Yeah, but like, you would think, like, as well, like, <clears throat> if you played the villain really well, like, for example, how Sir Ian McKellen played Magneto. I mean, that really, I mean, Sir Ian McKellen had a fabulous career. And he played Magneto, and a wider audience was like, "Shit, this guy is fucking awesome." You know, people who weren't in, you know, into the theater and stuff 
were like, it's possible to play a villain and be so good that people are like, wow, you know, like... Well, that's we love he, what had a, he, had a, he had a fantastic du- uh, duality happening because mm. he was playing Gandalf. Yeah, that's right. And he was playing Magneto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So The Rock could have been like, he's playing the good guy in all these movies, mm. and here he is playing a bad guy. Like, could have had the best of both worlds. Yeah, man. Oh, well. It is what it is, dude. Um, Amy Pascal uh, said the stakes are higher in the Spider-Verse sequel, not least because of the heightened relationship between Miles and Gwen. I'm not actually happy to hear that Ghost Spider Gwen is going to be connected to Miles romantically. I'm not I'm not thrilled by this news. Is this something that's in the uh, comments? I'm not thrilled by any of the news, sir. I love the Spider-Verse <laughs> movies, as you know, Richard, and you know I love uh, my Spider-Gwen. <laughs> How many times have I said Sonyverse should use Spider-Gwen as a replacement for Spider-Gwen? Oh, Parker? my God. Fucking too many times. <laughs> well, I just wanted to repeat it then again if we've got some new listeners who hadn't heard me say that before. Um, Andy Circus wants another crack at Snoke after the death in The Last Jedi. But instead of a movie, he's perfect for a Disney Plus Star Wars TV series. No thank you, Andy Circus. Um... We do not need a Snoke no, series. No, 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 no offense to Andy Serkis. I mean, he's not the writer or the director or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, man. They fucked you over. So tough luck. He was also saying he's never left Middle Earth. So he was lobbying for getting the role of um, Gollum, which actually I think he could do quite well in, in all this. What do you mean he's never left Middle Earth? That's what he. That was his quote. He was interviewed, obviously, and I think probably the same interview where he brought this shit up about Snoke. He, is he that? Is he not the? Is he not Caesar from Planet of the Apes? Yeah, but he's also Gollum from. Yeah, but he's left yeah. Middle Earth. Is my point. No, no, he means spiritually or something. Like he's never. Oh, he's the franchise has never left his heart. Rich, i.e., he wants to cash in and do more of it. Basically, is what he was saying. Um, and the talk that Warner's are doing more Middle Earth movies. He's like, yes, Middle, I've never left Middle Earth. That's what he was saying, Rich. He's like, yes, I'm available. Yes, please, more, more money, more money, more money. Um, I don't blame him. I'd be the same. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, I, I'd be like, I am Gollum. They, you know, I am the Gollum expert. I can play Gollum on the fucking moon, you know? Um, why not? Gollum on vacation. Like, why not? Let's do a Gollum show. <laughs> Let's do a Gollum show, Rich. I'd well, do, there's a Gollum game coming out. I'd prefer a Gollum show over fucking Snoke, frankly. Personally, if that was my two options, a Gollum any day of the week over, over Snoke. Snoke sucked. Um, remember there was that rumour that he was really small? Do you remember that in Force Awakens? People were saying he, he might have been like really tiny, like a little, like like Mighty Mouse. <laughs> uh, oh, like that he was overcompensating or something. No, that like it was like a hologram projection and actually he was really small. No, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like the, the projection was huge because he was yes. overcompensating for yes. his tininess. That would have been awesome if that was the case, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, instead he got died into a stupid scene <laughs> like honestly that was like I actually felt bad for Snoke oh, right, Ryan Johnson did that right uh, ruined yeah. Johnson yeah everything. I actually felt bad for Snoke I was like what a bad way to die that was up there with Qui-Gon dying in Phantom Menace you know you're like really you know like if you're going to commit to these kind of characters you've got to you can't just kill them like that but anyway whatever um Interesting news here. Uh, I'm actually pretty pumped. Columbo, uh, the complete Peter Falk series, will be released across two box sets, two Blu-ray sets, which will include the TV movies, Rich. I'm down for it, man. Bring it on. I mean, yes, more Columbo in my life. I'm like, yes, please. 
Oh, you know? fuck, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, re-releasing of the original. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, because you, you know what? You couldn't redo that show. I'm sorry. Like, you, you could try and you would totally fail. No, no. You, you. Oh, okay, sorry. You can do it. You just won't succeed. Like, yeah. Uh, no one, no one can just, no one can do it like he did. Like, I'm no, just sorry. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. it's too, it's like, again, you, you will, you cannot recast Indiana Jones. I'm sorry. It's, I agree. You can't do it. You, mm. you, you can, you can have him pass a torch onto someone else and it be, can be called a different show, mm. but you can, no one can play Indiana Jones. Like, it's just, I mean, they can, it's just, it won't be, they, they already tried it with the Han Solo thing. Mm. Um, it's just, well, though Han Solo is probably a little bit easier to do than Indiana Jones. I think Indiana Jones is so Harrison Ford, though. Like mm. it's just so mm. fucking Harrison Ford, and because he was the main character in the three, four, now five movies, mm. he's way more established than even Han Solo. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah like there's just certain things I just don't think you can. Um, I, 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 I think Jim I know Rockford. You can, I just don't don't expect too much success. Like, I, I think Jim Rockford will be very hard to recast. I know they'll try to do it one day. The Rockford Files, but James Garner, yeah. very hard to do. I know they did it with Magnum PI. I don't think it's been successful in my eyes. I, I think it's a very poor imitation of the original. Um, you know, some properties I think you could. I, I, I mean, I know some people have said could they re- redo Xena. Um, make it more serious. I think if you did Xena, you would have to go a more serious, t- like still have humor, but not be as kind of kind of campy. Although that's what I love about Xena. Um, you could do it. I also think in time they could redo Buffy. Uh, but can I just say though, like it wasn't made to be campy then. Like I was pretty campy. Camp- no, but I mean, like it wasn't like the level now. Like, mm. if you watch Xena now, it's, like, extra campy. It's, like, mm. super campy. But when you watched it then, it was just camp, if that makes sense. Like, it yeah. wasn't, like, oh, you know what I mean? Because, again, it's a different... Different time. A different time. We sort of had different standards for camp. I, 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 I love Xena. I fucking love the show. I, look, I, I, in all honesty, I don't really want them to redo it because I'm, I'm looking at my box set right here. Uh, I ha- it's one of those ones where we're, where we're moving. I'm not t- putting the box set in the box until almost the last day because I, I often dip into Xena. I love the show. I'm just trying to think of things where you could recast. I think, um, well, what was the original thing we are talking about, Rich? It was not Han Solo. What was the original? I actually forgot. Uh, Columbo. Columbo, yeah. You couldn't do Columbo. Uh, yeah, you, you couldn't do Columbo. I, I think it's impossible. Um, get this. Filmmaker and TV producer Stephen DeKnight has blasted Wednesday actress Jenny Ortega as entitled and beyond toxic. It's pretty funny. Um, oh, that is, that is. Yeah, he was really spicy in his comments. He walked it back a bit, but because apparently she was a bit of a diva on set and changed a lot of lines and blah, blah, blah. And was like, she's like, I'm fighting for Wednesday. I am Wednesday. You know, like she was really carrying on about it. Um, she was good as Wednesday. I enjoyed the series. Um, I, I wonder, is he the producer? He must be the... That, that's weird. Well, that's weird. If 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 he's blasting her and like, you know, he's a he's a well-known producer. I mean, he produced on Daredevil and all sorts of things. If he's blasting her, uh, he previously worked on Smallville, Buffy, Angel. Um, so he's been around. Um, yeah, but no, he really. The question is: Is he blasting her, or is that how people are interpreting it? Well, he said that she was toxic. I mean, there's only one way to say that. He he did try to walk her back. He called her entitled and toxic. 
Um, his soft pedaling comments he made about her, semi apology. I can't stress enough, she's an amazing talent. It was an unfortunate situation to expose creative differences publicly, and I'll admit the writers are on each because of the impending strike, myself included, a perfect storm. She's fantastic, which I keep saying over and over. It was an unfortunately gaffed to say that publicly. We've all had them. Learning experience for everyone, me included. Um, who knows? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, um, basically, um, she... I, I, I don't think he was a producer on it. He was responding to comments she made where she said, um, I don't think I've ever had to put my foot down more on a set than I had to on Wednesday. Um, and he initially fired back tweeting, she's young, so maybe she doesn't know any better, but she should. She should ask herself how she would feel if the showrunners gave an interview and talked about how difficult she was and refused to perform the material. Um, the producer and filmmaker always said that sometimes stars don't have full pictures in TV of where the story is going and why some lines are needed for the whole to make sense. Anyway, whatever. Um, but, like, she was also revealing that she cries. Oh, I was just saying, it sounds like she started it. Yeah, she made the initial comments. She was saying, she was carrying on saying that she was crying hysterically due to a hectic schedule. Everything that Wednesday does, everything I had to play did not make sense for her character at all. It's just like, whatever. The, she, can I be honest with you? Can, can I just say something? Like, yeah. what the fuck does she know about Wednesday? I mean, how, how, old, yeah. is this, how old is this chick? I think she's about 20. 20 adam's family hasn't even like really been a fucking thing for her like the, that that came out in the 90s didn't it yeah the movies yeah it's probably before she was even born like uh, forget about the tv show i'm just talking about the the movies they made in the 90s with like christina ricci she's just and, high on uh, her own supply man because uh, she, well, she's having a moment you know, with son you know i mean when when someone like henry cavill does it like henry cavill is a bona fide nerd like he has shown his credentials, right? The man's into 40k. That man's blah, into blah, The blah, Witcher. Blah. That man fucking almost didn't get the Superman part because he was fucking playing World of Warcraft. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's a bona fide nerd. So, if he's a bit more like, I, I think this is right for Geralt, or I don't think Geralt will say that. That has a little bit more weight. You know what I mean? Because we know that he's read the material. Also, Wednesday, she's a sulky little bitch. Basically, that's what we know With about. Barely like... any speaking lines. Yeah, like, we, we, like I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's her persona. Sulky, yeah. sarcastic, that's it, like, basically. She's, she's emo goth. She's, like, original fucking yeah, like she's, emo goth. Yeah, she's yeah, she's almost like a sort of prototype. Um, sure. It's not that complicated, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd say Gomez is more complicated than Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gomez is fantastic, though. Yeah, anyway, um, and I'm not a fan of the actor who they chose to play Gomez, even though I know he's a good actor. I still question that decision but anyway oh yeah he's way too ugly good good actor good actor no, good actor but way yeah. too ugly to be gomez yeah um anyway um i know some people say that's how they were in the original comics my response is everyone knows the tv show and the movies not the original comics you know um Actually, so hang on I'll, I'll just say this in the original comics they had no character and, and personality or anything yeah. they were just pictures it was actually the tv show that actually gave them the characters, really? which then the actual original artist who worked on it, he worked with them and incorporated that into it. But all the personality comes from the TV show, not the comics. Bang. Big comments, Rich. Research. Yeah, true. Look it up. <laughs> I won't. I'll just take your word for it. Sounds good to me. Um, now, final thing wrapping up the news is Mark Millar's got a 20... <sighs> 
title crossover of his own stuff happening in big game. Uh, it's a Mark Miller crossover. All his comic book titles, Rich, that you've always wanted to see crossed over, like Wanted and Nemesis and kick Oh, yeah, and... I saw something about that. I saw Nemesis popping up again. I was like, oh, Nemesis. All his million titles that he's done, some of which I think have been very lackluster, um, are all going to cross over. To me, Adam the Computer was excited. I, I said, I bet you it's going to be real thin, real lightweight, and disappointing. I don't think he's... I, I think so much of what Mark Miller does, I do think he does do good work, but he but he does a lot of shit as well, you know? Oh, for sure. Like, Jupiter's Legacy is one of my favourite things of his, the comics. I I actually think they're really good. Um, I wish he'd do more of that. Like, just dial in to a property. Instead of all this, like, it's a pilot for a TV show. I'm like, well, it's not a very good pilot. <laughs> like, like, like it's 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 almost like he has half an idea, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, let's just do a few issues." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it shows to me, you know." Jupiter's Legacy, yeah. I felt he crafted that. I, I actually thought Jupiter's Legacy was a pretty damn good comic. And I must be honest, I actually enjoyed the the Netflix show. Me too. I was actually me too. I was actually quite sad that it. Uh, I put that in my list of Netflix shows I wish would continue. Hmm. You know, you, yeah. you you were talking earlier about shows that you wish would continue and all that stuff. Um, I would say Juba's legacy for me is in that in that circle. You know? You there, Rich? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, yeah. There you go. Um, Jupiter's legacy is probably definitely one of the the better things he's done outside of the um the ultimates. I'd say kick ass as well. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I forget about Kickass. Although Wanted wasn't Wanted too was bad. good, but but dude, we're naming the hits. There's a lot of shit as well that that we've just ignored. You know, that's the thing with him. Like, there's it's it's like yeah, there's there's some really good stuff, but oh my god, there's some shit. You know, and oh yeah, oh yeah, Jesus, yeah. You know, so anyway, are you ready for the fucking crossover of the century of all these different things he's got cook, cooked up, man? Are you put it this way? I'm as ready as I was before I found out. <laughs> You're rushing out the comic book store on day one, like let me see it. I need to see this <laughs> shit. I need to see how old. I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, pretty sad. Um, well, Rich, that leads us into weekly comics. Woo. Um, we only had one weekly comic, which was "What If Wolverine Fought Conan the Barbarian." I'm giving this nine out of ten. I thought this was fucking great, and I thought. It was the one where Conan comes in the 20th century. But it's not. That's a different what if. This one is Wolverine uh, at the time of the Dark Phoenix saga goes back to Conan's world. And my God, I loved this. This is one of my favourite what ifs I've ever read. Am I high, Rich? Like, am I way too high on this? Uh, It's good, but not that good. Yeah. You like slow it so, down, Dave. Um, you like slow I, I it down. Think, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think you've you've gotten a bit overly excited. Um, <laughs> I don't agree. I don't disagree with you saying that it is a fun read and it's an interesting concept mm. and an interesting idea. Um, it does feel like it's an idea that um, is like a. It's one of those ideas where you're like, oh, I've got this idea. What if Wolverine? But then you kind of don't have a full story. Mm. For an issue, <laughs> you yeah, know what I, mean? I thought it had a lot of story though, like all the running around they were doing. And Not really. I mean, they had to basically put Sonya in there, and and like, 
That was good, though. I it's love just, it, Sonia. It's just he rocks up. He has a fight with Sonia. Then he, like, Sonia's like, take me now, big boy. Yeah, she, she was. And then he just goes off. He doesn't understand what anyone's saying. Then he just bumps into sort of Conan and oh. they get in the fight. And then it's like, it's just one of those things where it's a cool idea that I don't think that they had a a better story for. Oh, I think it was good. I, I, and I was surprised. When Conan lost his hand, was I was fun. like, when Conan lost his hand, I was like, how's Conan going to keep being Conan with just one hand? And and then uh, then I thought, oh, my God, maybe Conan's going to die because it's a what if. And he pretty much almost does. And he gets sent to the – it was actually funny at the end. He gets sent to the future, I guess, and then – Due to whatever Conan did, that Wolverine, he didn't do what Wolverine did, and apparently I think the whole universe got destroyed. Was that? Am I, did I read that right at the end? It's correct. Wow, that's a big fucking call. Like Conan couldn't that's, have. Had, well, that's, well, that's the beauty of the what ifs. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. In this what if, the universe got devoured, but Wolverine had a happy ending, and he went with Red Sonia, and they travelled off to have all these adventures. Well, he basically just took over Conan's story, so he went on cool. to be the, the king. Pretty cool. Pretty damn oh, cool. Eventually, I mean, like not straight away. I'm giving it nine out of ten, man. I fucking loved it. I loved it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I give it, I, I give it a seven point five. That's a good score. It's solid. It's solid. I'm going to say this. I think it, I'm going to make this comment right now. It's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. I gave it a nine. Not perfect. I'm going to say this right now. I think it's my favorite what if I've ever read. Seriously. You haven't read them all. Oh, okay. What you've read. Okay, what I've read. What I've read. Um, and that includes what if um, Punisher became Captain America, one of the greatest what ifs of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, what if um, Venom killed Spider-Man? That's another big what if. Or what if it's what if Spider-Man never gave up the symbiote suit and stuff. Like, they're great what ifs, but man. I mean, maybe I'm biased because Wolverine and Conan. Do you think? I do think yes. That could be a factor. I, I, I do have a fondness that has come out occasionally for these two characters. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes may have shown a bit of favoritism to them in my coverage. <laughs> uh but just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> anyway, trade of the week, an interesting one. Um, you asked me for an ABC Warriors uh book and I said, Well start at the start, Mech Files, because the ABC Warriors don't have a ton like because it's two thousand AD. It's, it's not like they've got, like, 30 years of consistent stories. And so you start at the start, and I had not read these start stories before The Black Hole in probably 20 mm. years, um, and I found them extremely enjoyable. I know The Black Hole story like the back of my hand because when I picked up – actually, this is a true story, Rich. The very first 2000 AD I bought ever, the backstory – was the first issue of The Black Hole, where it ends with spread the word, the Warriors have back spread the word, with the Simon Bisley art. That was in the first copy of 2000 AD that I bought. And I, I, and I was hooked. I, I, I know that story, like the back of my hand. It went for ages in the comic. They switched up artists at times. Um, and uh, there were delays. You know, they every they had to pause the story a couple of times, you know, to get the yard in and everything. But that's for me one of the best um, 2080 stories I've ever read. I love that story with a passion, actually. 
and reading the earlier stuff, which I've only read once and read many years ago, I was like, yeah, Pat Mills was really working, working well and he had good artists, Kevin O'Neill and others. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I fucking love this book, frankly. I think The Warriors are absolutely fantastic. What's your reaction, Rich? Oh, yeah, no, I, I, the reason I wanted you to, because I've, I've read some ABC Warriors, mm. um, but none, yeah, I never read any of the earlier stuff either. Like, mm. when I got into ABC Warriors, it was more color. Um, yes, and, yeah, later. Uh, yeah. And, and Hammerstein didn't wear the, or Hammerstein, whatever you want to, Hammerstein, you want to say, it, he didn't wear the, um, the helmet. Like, when I was reading it, he was just had that square, Head. Oh yeah, that's like what he looks like when he. Yeah, well, that's what he looks like when he doesn't wear the helmet. But there was a good portion when I was reading it where he'd never wore a helmet. In fact, I didn't even know he fucking wore a helmet. In Black Hole, he wears it sometimes, doesn't he? Uh, I think so, but it's very rare. Like a lot of the imagery you've seen of him and covers, it's always without the helmet on. Just because yes. you know how he kind of looks in the in Judge the Red Stallone movie. Red movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how I remembered him from the comics, and that's how I remember him. But when you go back to the start, he's wearing the helmet. Yeah, all the time. and you read the comics, you're like, oh Jesus, he looks so different. Oh, dude, it's even and... more confusing because let me tell you this: this is something as a D reader I could never understand. Okay, in Robusters, which is where he was originally introduced with Rojaws, he has a really lame helmet, which he gets replaced. And, mm. in fact, that story that is the Mars stuff is technically a flashback. If you notice at the very beginning, he's at the gravesite and he's reflecting. Mm. So that's told in flashback, whereas the Black Hole storyline is told, you know. Yeah. I love the Black Hole storyline. What's your opinion on the Black Hole storyline? Because I think it's almost perfect. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed... Um... I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 um, like yeah, it's. I think it's some of the best. I'll say this, honestly, if you were looking to get into two thousand AD and you wanted to pick something that wasn't Judge Dread, okay, that everyone knows the ABC Warriors, it's really kind of in your face, no holds barred, kind of almost uncensored material that. At Times you're surprised they got away with it, but that was 2008's ethos. Well, it's also yeah, but it's also like very wacky as well. Like yeah. it's very 2008. It's very British because one, you got these robots, but every fucking robot is different. I mean, you yeah. got one robot who uses magic. Yeah, uh, Deadlock. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, uh, and then you've got one who looks like a gorilla. <laughs> a Mongol. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mongol. And you know what I mean? And then there's one that looks like a hobo. You know what mm. I mean? Like. Um, Wears like human boots. That apparently, might still have human feet in it. <laughs> that he's never taken out because it stinks. Um, you know. Then you got Joe. Uh, was he Joe Pineapples? My who, favorite like, Joe Pineapples. Doesn't say anything. Yep. You know, and then you got uh, uh, Hammerstein, who's very much like a Captain America. You know, I love Hammerstein. Or they say he's programmed to respond to the national anthem. Um, yeah, like chest swells. You yeah, know, with pride. Great orders and stuff. A, and all as that. A, and, um, get this, as a moody teenager, dude, that issue where it's Joe Pineapple's solo mission, you know, he's got the music on, that was, mm-hmm. as a kid, as a te- as like a 13-year-old, I was like, this is fucking great. That was who I admired, who I looked up to. In art class, I was trying to draw that. I was like, Joe Pineapple's is the all-time best character of all time. 
Uh, also Hammerstein. I've always had a lot of respect for Hammerstein. Um, what did you think of the art changes in the black hole? How it swaps through artists? Because I found that quite confronting as a young reader who wasn't used to artists switching up. Um, the first part of it, or the first half of it, which is like the early, early stuff, the very beginning of Simon it. Simon Bisley, yeah. The art's okay. It's very, um, it's very dready. It's very um, early 2080. Mm. But I do like the 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 next story arc, the one where they introduce the the, the human chick. Yes, Sherry. Um, Sherry. Yeah, the art becomes a bit more. Yeah, that's for Simon Bisley. Uh, that's Simon yeah, Bisley. Yeah. But but it becomes more stylized. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, the the it, it's a bit more because um, it does yeah it does switch because you you get to these like almost more standard ones but then you get to these like very hyper like almost Lobo. Mm. No, well, so Simon Bisley was the Lobo artist as well, like for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. It, it is a bit jarring where it keeps sort of going between like it's very almost like traditional mm. 2080 style to this much more um, modern stylized 2080 because again. You know, 2080 did sort of change. You know, mm. they got the younger artists, and the younger artists, I think, were a bit more um, um, energetic. <laughs> yeah. You know, then they came, they they brought in more um, stylized art where it didn't have to be necessarily perfect. Yeah. You know, the 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 arms could be longer than what they normally would, or the muscles could be far bulkier mm. than they should be, or you know what I mean. Mm. Um. But I like both of the arts, so you know I don't have an issue. It is, it is weird that it does change like in between like so, some of the issues. Well, but as you said, what also... what what I'm referring to is like okay, the early stuff it starts off as Kevin O'Neill, and that's back in the day. Then there was a long break, and they did the yes. Black Hole Saga. But but the art goes from Simon Bisley with his crazy style, which I loved. They have a the Lobo style that I'm yes, talking about. Yes. Yeah. Then they then in the middle of that storyline it changes to yeah. SMS and I found that very jarring as a reader. Um, it is it time. is jarring for sure. I mean they're both good, mm. but they're both so different. Is the problem? Yeah, they're so different. Yeah, yeah. Because one is is almost again it's going for a more. Mm, when I'm saying realistic, I'm talking about like proportions, faces, mm. um, perspectives. It's all very much more like traditional. Um, but then with the, with the beastly ones, it's again, it it doesn't matter if the hand looks bigger or yeah, the ang- you know, the bodies look like they longer than they should be because it's all about style. It's all yeah. about like what you are inferring, um, you know what I mean? Then like, does it look proportionate? Does it look, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. You know, it it doesn't look proper. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a. The Bisley stuff. I, I like them both, but I do like the the the, the I, I do like the uh, I do like the stylized one better. Probably, I think it just fits the robots better. Mm. And it makes you realize how crazy the story is too. Mm. Like oh, it, dude, it's fucking the ABC Warriors is super fucking. It's so weird. Like it's yeah. just. It's really fucking weird, like, yeah. but in a good way. I, I'm yeah. saying that in like a, it's even hard to describe. That's the thing. ABC Rise is one of those things where it's so enjoyable, but when you try and describe to someone why, it's just almost like you got to read it, man. Like, 
Well, you, you don't. I can't describe it. You, you real. They they imbue the the ABC Warriors, the robots, with so much personality. Like they're so distinct. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just crazy. Like, it's just. I think it's some of the best comics I've ever read. Really, I I love it. Like, it's so balls to the wall. Like, there's no nuance. It's craziness. It's like the woman who thinks she's a robot, Sherry. Mm. Like, it's nuts. But it's great. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. I mean, this this is, like, again, I love Dread. I love Strontium Dog. I love, uh, I mean, my favorite is still Rogue Trooper. Rogue Trooper's great, yeah. But, you know, ABC is definitely um, in my top five of, of 2008. It's, it's for sure. Yeah, it belongs like, there, man. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. It's it's really good. Hammerstein's always been one of my favourites too. He's such a he's very Captain America like, isn't he? And yet they they also make fun of him a bit too, which is funny as well. There's a lot of humour in in the panel. Yeah, well, I mean, you got the one character who they go and and they they sort of like capture him on a mission by sort of killing him. Yeah, brainwashing him. You know, and then they go and and they uh, do like operation. Well, not operate because they're not human, but they do like. Uh, they remove like his brain core or something, mm. or they alter his brain core so that he's not evil anymore. <laughs> and he's still pretty <laughs> evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they they couldn't get rid of. I mean, it's more like he's still evil, but he like has to obey orders or something. Yeah, and he hates him for it too. Mm. Joe uh, pineapple. And then at some point, he loses one of his legs, and then he he starts looking like a pirate. <laughs> yep. Joe pineapples is fucking fantastic. The assassin. Yeah, but you. Uh, what happened to um, what happened to the hobo one though? Because um, I don't remember them saying what happened to him. Yeah, he's just not in it. I don't know what happened to him. I think he just got written out. Yeah, I think they were probably like he's probably the weakest character, maybe. Yeah, no, he was like when I started reading, he was not a factor. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't even remember him when 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 we when I started reading this as well. I was like, I know who these characters are, but then there was like this hobo you know, looking robot, you know, that looked like a homeless dude with, you know, those old homeless dudes with a beard. Mm. And I was just like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't remember him. You know what was a big factor for me? Because I was young when I started reading these comics. You know, as in, I was a young comics reader too. Like, I hadn't read a lot of comics. Um, Metquake with the big jobs. I used to love Metquake. And then I realized Metquake could actually stand up. And I was like... Oh yeah, yeah, and I and I was like, because at first I knew Met Quake as a sort of tank, but he can actually kind of almost transform and stand up, and, and do crazy shit standing up. Did you realize that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, no. If you if you go into if you're a real geek and you go into the panels, there are panels where Met Quake is standing up. He can actually do it. He just doesn't do it very often. And I remember. Oh yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yeah, there, there was a part where. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was him. Just, I didn't even click with it. Yeah, no, it's not. So You, you sort of have to study it. And because I was a young guy, Rich, who didn't have access to the sheer amount of fucking shit we've got now, I used to really study my 2008. I used to savor it on the bus home, you know. And I remember I saw Metquake standing up, and I was like, oh, yeah, Metquake can stand up. That's right. Um, he just doesn't do it very often. I always thought that was a really kind of cool moment when he would do that. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes it look far more intimidating and dangerous. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool shit um, when it comes to the warriors, and I and I actually think um, in terms of 
2000 AD characters that they're they're right up there. They're also in Nemesis a fair bit. So what Pat Mills did was he wrote Nemesis the Warlock as well. Um, he brought the Warriors into like book four, and that kind of bridged mm-hmm. the gap uh, with the Warriors. It kind of placed them inside Nemesis as well, at which then he he then kind of very smartly kind of reintroduced them. Um, after having the early stories, and then he brought them into this storyline because it's Nemesis who gives Deadlock the mission, you know, mm. or Deathlock the mission. It's Nemesis who gives him that mission to, to bring the Warriors back together. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like he he sort of had his own Mills verse where in the 2000 AD where he sort of like brought characters in together, and I also like the way Joe Pineapple's look changes over the years. Like in the art styles, like they he, he constantly modified his body parts and stuff. Um, mm. So he looks quite different in, in the Bisley stuff to how he looked in the early stuff. I always thought that was a cool touch as well. I yeah, mean, well, I think in the yeah. Bisley stuff, he's got like a leather jacket on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pulled up, it looks like he's got sunnies on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he definitely looks cooler um, when, when, when it's the Beasley art. Like it's, that, yeah, yeah, that's definitely... So That's I pick, definitely the best style for it. So Although I, pick, again, I, I, I don't hate any of it, though. That's no, the thing. no. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all pretty strong. So I picked a good one, Rich, when you said pick an ABC Warrior story? Yeah, no, fantastic, man, fantastic. Like, yeah. I've, just, my, I've just gotten my friend into uh, Rogue Trooper. He's been reading Rogue Trooper. Oh, so yeah. I thought, you know what? Let me, you know, let me get into something that I haven't really, like, I only know peripherally because, of, you know, again, when you when you used to get 2000 AD, especially for me, yes. I didn't. I wasn't able to always get every single yeah. issue. So, yeah, sure. you know, I'd only get bits and pieces and stuff and all that. Um, and it's hard then, you know, because it's short and, stories. And, then, and I've always been meaning to, to go read um, some. So I just thought, you know what, why don't you recommend, like, something and we'll, we'll just go through it. And it was fantastic. I made it happen, man. I mean, I'm giving this 10 out of 10. This is 10 out of 10 comics to me. I'm, that's perfect. Oh, I'm giving it a nine out of ten for sure. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's fantastic, and I highly recommend anyone if you're a 2080 fan or you just love fucking robots and yeah. mech looking shit. If you like have a robot that looks like he's death and uses magic and a sword and uh, right. it's, it, dude, it, imagine uh, imagine Warhammer 40k done by these guys. You know, in comics, it'd be awesome. You know. Dude, I fucking wish Warhammer had comics like like two thousand. They should. They damn should. You know, there's a lot of cross pollination. Like a lot of those Warhammer guys writing the books and stuff work are British and work in um in US comics. I don't know how how they can't get their hands on this. Like so, yeah, and like with this style of art as well, this kind of crazy art. You know what I mean? Like this kind of like balls to the wall art. Like take it all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's what just something that's enjoyable about 2080 is it just gives you the, it just gives you the opposite you know side of the pond. Like mm. you know, American stuff is it's very um, uh, sanitized sometimes, you know. But not just sanitized, but it's just their way of thinking. Yes, it's, it's a very sort of American way of thinking. Whereas 2080, it's a very British way of seeing things or yeah. looking at things. You know, like with, especially with the British one, there's a lot more parody satire mm. um do you know what i mean like uh like metaphors all that sort of stuff whereas the american stuff i feel is a bit more straight yeah straight narrow kind of thing and all that so um no i highly recommend um 
highly recommend anyone pick up a happy happy shred shrapnel that was his name happy shrapnel, happy shrapnel like. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. also the mess what happened to the mess no nah, he just vanished man yeah yeah, because he was this really cool looking character. Yeah, no, he wasn't even in the Nemesis stuff. So yeah, and then they and then they just melted him, and he was kind of in a jar, but he never really did anything. No, like, in in then... in the time span between those early storylines on Mars and the storylines where they turn up in Nemesis, they were gone. Like yeah, because it seems like they they got rid of the mess and they brought in Rojors and... and brought in Rojors and um uh, um uh, what's the mech Mechwick, yeah. Yeah, well, Rojors was a pretty popular character in 2000 AD because they had Robusters and stuff. So he was mm. he was pretty popular. And then Mechquake, oh, I think they made a right decision because I don't think Harry Shapnel was my favourite. And the mess just didn't do anything. So, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I think they made the right decisions. They kept the core. Oh, yeah. They kept the core. Look, it's a great comic. I'm giving it 10. Rich is giving it 9. Um, is it my choice next week, Rich? I'm thinking... Um, I'm, you know what, I'm going to defer my decision until tomorrow and then I'll announce on the Facebook page because I'm, I'm deciding on a couple of things. Um, but I do... Yeah, all good. Yeah, I do want to... I've got one set up for the next week, for the following week, so that's cool. all good. Um, I do want to thank the listeners. Um, I'll mention the Patreon, of course, patreon.com slash Doom. It's highly, highly appreciated if you can contribute to that. It goes towards show running costs. Uh, you know, keep Dave out of the poorhouse. Um, <laughs> and we're proud members of the collective. Uh, you got shows on the like Into the Night. Ray, Ray did not make an appearance. Uh, put out a maybe signal, but never made an appearance. But Ray, if you're listening, we're always thinking of you. He's going to explain this Champions card game to us when he does come on eventually. Um, you've got shows like Capes of Lunatics. Um, I'm doing another show with them tomorrow night. Champions the... card game. Are you, you're not talking about Marvel Snap, are you? Was it a different one? No, uh, Ray's got some Champions Marvel game that he's um, heavily into. I, I, I don't know much about it, but yeah, it's like a uh, you can multiplayer it and you play against a villain. Have you seen it? No, I, I, I don't know. Okay, well, anyway, Ray's really into it. So I, I wanted to get Ray on and he could give his two cents on that because he's heavily into it. It's, dude, it's another money pit for geeks, basically. Okay, if you want to break it down, you buy all these booster packs and it all costs a fortune. Um, you've got guys like Inner Demons of Brian Biggie. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies. Everyone knows I love Ghost Spider. I've mentioned that a few times on the show. Um, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience? Um, any commands you'd like to give? Uh, what's your next move in the real politic of 2023? i got no interest in politics. <laughs> None. My only interest is conquer. Subdue and no. conquer, or conquer and my, subdue. I, my my goal is to live a secluded life from away from all the crazies, which really? is almost everyone. Would I be included as a crazy? <laughs> You're a little bit of a nutter, Dave. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, man. you are talking. You are literally talking about conquest, and you know, yeah. well, hey. burning the world. So you know, it's a I didn't nutty. mention oh, burning the world this show, but I do agree. Not this show, but I have it. I have it on record. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, sometimes you've got to subdue. You know what I mean? And pacification. Words like that that I throw around. You know what I really mean by that, don't you? Burn. I think everyone knows. <laughs> when I say I need to pacify the area, I mean I carpet bomb. You know? You and mean glass it. 
glass at exactly. Rich, you're talking my language now, man. You're talking my language now. Then I said that the ABC Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all goes very Terminator-esque. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, you're that, yeah, that is definitely up your alley. It certainly is. Look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night.